<laughs> yeah, that was something that really hit me last night at the concert when uh, he was talking about like going on tour for the first cool time <laughs> and like going to like small venues and like he was talking about the venue he did, he did in DC and there's mm -hmm. only like you know 50 people there or whatever. And I was thinking back to like the first time I think like uh, it was just me and JT went to see Odd Future when they came to Baltimore for the first time mm -hmm. and. I was like there last night, him recounting that story and me thinking back. I'm like, damn, that was 10 plus years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That is <laughs> fucked up. It's a lot, dude. It's a fucking lot. I saw this meme last night that was like, um, it was a dude with headphones and it was like POV. You're standing at the bus stop in 2011. It was just a dude with headphones. It was like this blasting like Skrillex music. I was like, damn, dude, that was popping back then. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that was. First of all, I can't believe that was ever popping. And second of all, I I, I can believe it. <sighs> I mean, you can listen to it now and still be like, okay, that's good. Yeah, but people would listen to it like. I'm not saying it was bad, but like people would listen to it like in their car, like driving to work. Uh, yeah, I just I feel like that's too. a little much. I'll just do it like walking from school home. <laughs> damn, that's intense. I mean, that's just like, that's it, that's fast living to me. It's like, damn, how are you listening to that right now, dude? I could see that like at like a frat party. Yeah. You know? I mean, it makes sense in that context now, but it's also like, uh, you know, that shit was like new and like interesting back mm -hmm. then because like no one was really making shit like that. It really defined like, I mean, like if you look at like, like, look listen at, to fucking modern music. Like, modern pop music basically is, like, half dubstep. It really is. Yeah. It really is. It changed the game. Like, I mean, look at Rec Wrecker Theater now. They they went to Torrent specifically to be a nightclub. Yeah. Why? Because nightclubs are coming in because dubstep was in. Yeah. And then uh Well, dubstep. like, techno was all, all, always, like, an underground kind of, like... It was more of a niche, but like dubstep made the electronic genre just like super. Do people know, still make techno? Mass appeal. Um, I mean, like technically, like technically, any like music made by like a DJ is like kind of techno. Yeah, like, most of most Diplo shit is kind of techno. Like. It's just like techno is an outdated term now. Like yeah, because uh, it just means like made with computers. Just like what music yeah. isn't like yeah, you I made make this with techno, technology. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so sophomore fucking... is Baltimore's number one techno band. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> we make techno, dude. We use Logic Pro and yeah. an iMac. Yeah, if you use a fake instrument to make music, that's techno, pretty much. Like based on old terms, right? Technically techno. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, techno. I mean, it's just evolved into like you know. It's split off genres, kind of like how most genres are made. It's like techno dropped off or uh, dubstep dropped off techno, but then like fucking, you know, whatever the modern version of that is now, fucking nightcore or like Nightcore. whatever, like that's a, a baby of dubstep, but you wouldn't call it dubstep. Yeah, I don't know if people still make dubstep anymore. I think dubstep is an outdated term now. Yeah. You know, like, no, I haven't so heard anybody be like, oh, dude, dubstep. Because also, like, most music now is so, like, homogenous. Like, not in a bad way, but, like, everyone draws inspiration from everything now instead of just, like, sticking to one genre. Instead of just technology. Yeah. We don't draw inspiration from technology anymore. It's unfortunate. Everything is fusion now. Mm -hmm. Speaking of technology and fusion, first of all, live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. We technically started this podcast five minutes ago with a false start, but I had to take a, a whiz 
Yeah. As is normal. But I finally am using my new phone, baby. Ooh. And you wouldn't believe it, but I've already cracked the screen. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's a hairline crack. It's very small, oh, and you can only fuck. see it in like the right light. I really don't yeah. care, because I'm probably going to have this for the next... 14 years yeah. if i'm being honest yeah you'll, you'll, re- you'll replace the glass yeah i'm gonna you'll i'm gonna break it way crack. worse yeah <laughs> at some point i'm not gonna get fixed now it's gonna get really cracked yeah it's almost like you didn't even drop it yeah <laughs> the <laughs> amount is, of fucked up it's gonna get i did not deserve to have a clean screen for as long as i did which is a week <laughs> god damn but i did put a screen protector on it Okay. And so I can't help but think that if I and the way I broke it was the stupidest way. It's not like a cool way. Yeah. It wasn't like on a roller. I don't even. I, is there a cool way to break your screen? No. Your screen breaks, like the one time you think like, oh, it's fine after it falls. Mm-hmm. That's when it breaks. Yeah, it's the weirdest. Every fall. time you drop it and you're like, oh my fucking god, my screen. You broke. can't even look. You'd pick it. Yeah, up. you like, don't even look at it. You open your eyes. You're like, oh, thank god. Yeah. But like when it drops from like half a foot, yeah. but that but somehow like there's a tiny like the tiniest speck of sand mm-hmm. is like enough of a fulcrum <laughs> for the glass. It perfectly belly flops on it and then shatters into like a million pieces. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was sitting. I was sitting on that couch, producing our friends Matt Brown and Sig's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last night? Is tonight Tuesday? Yeah, last night. And I was fucking around and we were they were like making fun of me and I had like my phone I ha- oh I had this phone cube in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like blah 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 and they were like Jimmy you don't have a nice ass and I was like dude I do have a nice ass. Like are you kidding me? Cuz last week I was wearing like sweatpants and they said like my butt crack was too high or something. I was like no, it was just the way it was like wedged in there at the time. Mm-hmm. So then I approved it so I like pulled down my pants on the third <laughs> camera. And I was like flexing the glutes a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had my underwear on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I sat down. They kept on laughing, and I didn't know what they were laughing about. So I had like had my cube, and I was just like, Pfft. and I just like lobbed it. I was just, I was just sitting here. I was just like, Pfft. and it landed directly <laughs> on my phone screen. <laughs> you didn't even drop your. I phone. didn't even drop it. <laughs> I just had my ass doubted, bro. I was like, nah, bro. I'm breaking my phone for this, bro. I'm breaking my phone. <laughs> so here we are. Dude, I can't like I said, it's like I'm I'm a little I want to be annoyed, but I I can't be annoyed cuz I know yeah. me. It's like dude, it was bound to happen. Exactly. If it didn't happen now, it's better it happened that way rather than like a worse crack and then mm-hmm. you still just putting a screen protector over it. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. And and the thing is it's like with new shit I know that I'm this way particularly about guitars. Like when I get a new guitar, I am obsessed with keeping it nick free. Like mm-hmm. no scratches, no anything. Dance. Yeah. I like put it in the case in between sets so no fucking drunk people will accidentally knock it off the stand. Mm-hmm. But that's once, how my new car was. Exactly. Yeah, same yeah. thing with a car. All your new shit. But once it gets that one little nick on it, all bets are off. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like my okay. acoustic, I fucking lean it up against like a cement wall. I don't fucking give a shit anymore. It's <laughs> it's it's scratched up. At a certain point, it becomes part of the character. Exactly. Not, not for I don't know if that applies to phones and cars necessarily. Yeah, like, no. oh, all those dents and scratches adds character. But with a guitar, you see like a beaten up guitar. It looks like it's been used. It's been on the road. It looks like you know a working man's guitar. It, it adds something to it. Um, but like, yeah, it takes that first thing. Like when I got that first Nick on, um, you guys can't see, I, I'm going to, I mean, you know what? I'm so close. I'm going to show when you it. You drove to the over your base or no? Uh, 
Oh, yeah. luckily I bought that base used, so it came pre-nicked. True. But this one, uh, it's hard to see from here, but there's like a nick here. Yeah. You can tell I tried to fix it, right? Mm -hmm. So it originally started out as a as a thing probably the size of this. And again, happened similarly. I was in my kitchen. I had this laying on my couch face up, mm -hmm. and I was like, I changed the channel on the TV, just through the remote, yeah. <laughs> and it landed directly on my guitar, <laughs> my brand new guitar, and it made a dent there. And dude, I was fucking obsessed with the fact that it had that dent. Yeah. I went to Walmart immediately at 11 p.m., tried to f match the spray paint with the guitar. I got sandpaper. I got clear coat. I did everything. I tried to fucking sand it down. I wound up making it way worse. Mm -hmm. Way worse. <laughs> and then I took a pick, and then I, I gave up, and I was like, I'll never be... I called up, I called up the guitar factory. Mm -hmm. And I said, I have a scratch on my guitar. And they said, okay. <laughs> I said... I was wondering if I could like send it in, get it fixed, and they were like, uh, "How big is a scratch?" And I, I like, I couldn't even. This is a now that I'm now that I'm telling this story, I'm realizing this is a recurring theme. But I'll finish this story first before mm -hmm. I move along. And they were like, "Yeah, we don't, we can't do that. Like, you're just like, hey." He even said on the phone, "I was like, yeah, that's character now, baby. You got like thing." I was like, "I know, but like." I wish it happened at like a gig or something, dude. Yeah, like it happened. I wish at my... that character was cool. I know this is a stupid like a character. Shitty fucking background character. <laughs> yeah. This is terrible character to be added. My fucking Comcast <laughs> remote. Fucking Wednesday night, eleven p.m. Oh, dude, what's the story behind this crack? Yeah, the remote you have to rent from Comcast for five dollars a month. <laughs> like, why is there green paint on this? Anyway, so I tried to fix it. Didn't work out. I got a pick holder. Then I hot glued that on there to cover up the nick and now then it looks stupider because i never used the thing yeah. and then eventually that fell off and now i just have that and um what it reminded me of was when i first got my new car uh in two when i was when i first got my first ultima mm -hmm. the 2010 baltima and uh i got the tiniest little scratch on the front bumper and i tried to fix it myself as i am want to do Made it way worse, as I am definitely want to do. I mean, made it way worse. Yeah. Um, and then I took it to the body shop, and it wasn't that bad, but it was still like this big. It was a little patch. Yeah. And I took it to the body shop, and the guy literally laughed. <laughs> wouldn't do it. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. I was like, how much? And then he, to be a dick, he gave me a ridiculous price, like $3,000. He was like, oh, $3,000. And I was like, all right, man. You're just going to be like that? <laughs> And he was just laughing, and everybody in the shop was laughing. I was like, I'm never coming back to this fucking body shop again. <laughs> of course you wouldn't. <laughs> like, fuck you, what dude. A dick. <laughs> Why are you being such a dick, man? Like, you know. So that's stuff that could only happen to you when you're 19. Yeah. Could you imagine if I walked into a body shop now as a 30-year-old man, and a guy laughed in my fucking face trying to fix my car? I'd be like, dude, I have kids. Yeah. I can't be driving around. <laughs> like this <laughs> tiny little sketch. <laughs> No, I, got I mean, like, to feed, bro. you gotta think about it from his perspective. He just sees like a 19 year old come in with like a relatively new looking car with just the tiniest scratch and being like, Can you please fix this? <laughs> of course, he's gonna try to get 3K out of you. Yeah, yeah. It's an easy come up. But he like, he said it like he knew I wasn't gonna do it because he didn't wanna do the job. And oh, I just thought yeah. that was just like, it was just a little much, dude. I, I'll never forget his face, dude. I'll never forget that smile. It was like this. Mm. It was, it was like a weird smile, like half smile. It really pissed me off. Um, but I'm not going to fall in that trap now. I'm too old to be doing that shit. I'm not getting this fixed. If God forbid 
my new guitar that I just got gets scratched. <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> I'm selling it. <laughs> Are there guitar like screen protectors? Uh, it comes with like a plastic film that goes over top that I think you're not supposed to notice is there, mm. but I always notice it's there. Mm. And then I take it off. And then I ruin my guitar. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's why that's <laughs> that a remote on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So that's that. Um, but yeah, new technology. This thing is fucking unbelievable. It is. I mean, it's not unbelievable. It's just a phone that was made yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it's still like not even close to like what yeah, phones. How quick can do. is it compared to your old phone? It's so quick. I had this thing that I was like, I'm not going to get a new phone until it starts really actually affecting my ability to do my job. Mm-hmm. And my job entails, hey, dude, can you play this song? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me look it up. And then my phone's like frozen. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then it's like a five minute pause. So I try to load up ultimate guitar tabs. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you know, posting an Instagram post. It's like I'm trying to post a fucking one minute clip from the podcast and it just like turns my phone off. I'm like, okay, it is officially. My phone is officially not qualified. How many years was it like that for? Um, like a year. Okay. But I was in denial. I was like, everybody goes through this. Yeah. Everybody can't do this. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't post to Instagram. Yeah, it's not easy for anyone. Every time I see somebody post on Instagram, I say, congratulations. How'd you do that? <laughs> that must have taken you hours. <laughs> wow. I throw them a like just because, wow, dude. I can't believe you went through all that. I'm sorry. But uh, now I'm realizing it's not that hard. So now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm less generous with the likes. I'm not giving you a like now. Now that I know it takes one second. You're conquering a, a lot more of Instagram now, too, I bet. Oh, yeah. You're probably scrolling for days now. Days. Days on end. And my battery, that is a thing. My battery? I cannot believe how long a battery is supposed to last. <laughs> I was charging my phone from complete zero to full at least twice a day. Yeah, you had a landline. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It was connected to my fucking outlet yeah. at all times. This thing, I went the entire weekend without charging it. And then it died this morning. Mm-hmm. And I had the nerve to be like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, dude, you haven't charged it since Thursday. <laughs> I mean, but it does bring you back to the days of like having that clamshell phone. Mm-hmm. And like you could go for like a week without charging it. Well, here's the thing that... I'm glad you brought that up because I got in this discussion yesterday with uh, Liv and I was saying there are certain technological advancements that appear to have gone backwards. I think we talked about this before too. Like one that comes to mind that is blatant is the um, the the car fob thing. You know how you like your your fob has like a battery in it. Yeah. If you if your battery runs out, then like. You have to you. They, it comes with like a key, so you can unlock your door. But then you mm-hmm. get in the car, and it's like you have you to like. You can't turn it on. You can't turn it on. Yeah, it's like this. I've had w- that happen, like here, leaving here sometimes. Yeah, if it's like super cold, like over the winter. Like if my battery gets too cold, or like I think it was like about to die anyway. Mm-hmm. But it like got so cold that it just like stopped working. So yeah. I was just like in the driveway for a second, being like, I. Like, <laughs> yeah, on my fob, just like, please fucking work. Especially because I would leave mine in the door mm-hmm. in the middle of the winter. Yeah. Like, I would not take it out, and then it'd be like ice cold, like fucking like one degree. Mm-hmm. And um, I, apparently, one of the ways you can do is you touch it to the button that you used to push and start. You literally have to touch it to it. Mm-hmm. Even that's a crapshoot. It takes like ten attempts. Yeah. And it's like I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, this is a technological advancement, but this would have never happened in the seventies. Yeah. Or the 90s. Like in the 90s, you had a key, you turned it on. Unless your car battery was broken, 
you were going. Yeah. Now my entire ability to move around is dependent on a fucking watch battery in my pocket. Mm-hmm. That's not an advancement. That is a cultural regression yeah, or a not watch battery technological. That they don't regression. sell at most places. Yeah, you got to like go to like a special place. Yeah, and it's so that is one. The other one, more phone relevant to what we're talking about. Phones didn't used to break like that, dude. Dude, I when I first got my first touchscreen phone. Yeah, when a, fro- a phone broke back then, it literally meant it snapped in half. Mm-hmm. And that was hard to do. <laughs> you know how hard is to snap a brick phone in half, dude? Yeah. Like or like the flip phones, like, dude, the screen was inside. You had the fuck you could bolt it at the wall and it probably was gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'd fuck up the front screen, but because it wasn't touchscreen, you could still do shit. You could like you could like it was impossible. Now it's like And you could program like, all right, let me save one as my house phone number. Yeah. Like whatever the like Fuck it. I don't remember it. So speed dial. Speed dial, yeah. Speed dial, dude. That's a thing we don't have anymore. What happened to speed dial? We just have a contact list now on the phone. We always have a contact list. You can visually list. see it. But it's into, you can just press it, you know? Phones, if phones... Uh, my qualm with the phone industry, all phone industry, Droid, Apple, Nextel, if they're still doing shit, if the phone is that easily breakable, mm-hmm. the case should come included. Yeah. I believe that. If your phone is literally inoperable, like, and by inoperable, I mean, if I so much as, like, if you don't have a case on your phone, it will break within one week of usage. Yeah. I mean, I went through two phones when I was 23, because it was the first time I had, like, an actual brick phone. Before that, I had the slide phone, which that should come back. I like those. And I think they are coming back. But not really. They're just making them. They're not coming back. I want them to. They're not coming back. I got my first touchscreen, and I broke it in a week. Walking home from the bar, fell out of my pocket on the sidewalk, pick it up, black screen, doesn't work. Next, I go into the AT&T store the next day, buy a whole other phone. Now I have two separate payment plans on my account for $30 a month each for the next two years. I, I went, and then I broke that one. Jesus. And then I just wound up using my old phone again. So I, I bought two $600 phones, didn't use either of them. And now it's like, now it's like you have to get like insurance. I got insurance for this for lost or stolen. That was the mm-hmm. smartest thing I ever fucking did. Lost, stolen, or broken. That is going to save my ass at one point. I know that. Definitely. If I could get like, you know how people have like the chain to their wallet? I want a chain to my phone. <laughs> I do want that's that. What, that's why dads have the hip clip. I'm thinking about doing it's like that. like ha- having a holster for your phone. Yeah, but that's kind of like a pocket though. Mm. I need something that like I can, it doesn't. Get detached from my body those, when like, I use uh, it. You know those like key card things? Yeah, retractor like string. <laughs> yeah. I need one with like a 30-foot retract. Like 30 yeah. feet would be good. Just if I could a retractable get... <laughs> leash for your phone. Because I want to be able to leave it somewhere and still like do minor things around yeah. the studio. Like if All I could right. just leave it on the table. Come on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like like however long your retractable vacuum cord is. What is that, 50 feet? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to like leave it on my dining room table and then walk to like the bathroom to take a piss press the button <laughs> like, slam all across your apartment <laughs> crack the screen in nine different places but i didn't lose it but i but didn't I lose it, it <laughs> oh i know exactly where it is yeah i need to get that dude because i will be losing Can i just soon. get the broken insurance is that a cheaper option oh i don't think i'll be losing this guy <laughs> oh i don't think so <laughs> and I walk out and I leave it there and there's just a long ass string it's to like the food stuck court in the closed door at the phone <laughs> store. Like what is it? <laughs> Someone walks by it open smack. 
<laughs> oh no, I came home. I hope you got insurance. Not so fast. <laughs> Down the escalator. <laughs> that would be sick, dude. I need that. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, it's a new invention. Well, yeah, new phone. It could. It, it would be like uh, it you is. Know, they already have those uh, the little knob things on the back, the pop sockets. Mm-hmm. What if it was a co- uh, a mix of a pop socket and then the back had one of those like ring things that some people have on the back of their phone. Oh yeah, but the ring was also a clip, like a carabiner clip goes to your. Uh, oh, pants. dude! See that I would do. Yeah, I always make fun of dudes with pop socks. I think it's a very feminine Three thing to have a pop socket. Yeah, but I did see one guy with like a ring as a pop socket. Mm-hmm. Like, that's slightly less feminine. But the whole pop socket thing is because like I feel like it was made because you have little girl hands. Yeah, and definitely. you got to like do this and like you should have as a man you should be able to like grasp your phone. You yeah. know, you not like sit there like a fucking mom. With using your index finger or something, you know? Yeah. It's like mom move. But, I mean, I think I get it. Like, I feel like I'm developing, like, claw hand from having a yeah. phone, dude. Yeah. I think I think when they finally do get the Neuralink up and running, when mm-hmm. the phones become part of our brain, I know we've talked at, at length about the, the metaverse and, and things of that nature, but I think I will do that. I think I will get my Just phone. because you can't crack your fucking brain. I can't. <laughs> I'll somehow still break the screen of my fucking brain. God damn it. Pop an eye out by accident. Ah, oh, shit. I'm well, not even going to... Put a screen protector over that. It's just an eye patch. <laughs> yeah, dude, I might have to do that, dude. I might have to. Neuralink, huh? That'll save a lot of problems. You know, think, as long uh, as you can turn it off. There's like a study that like... I mean, I'm sure, like, I don't know if it was real or not, because, like, I saw it on Twitter, and everyone just, like, loves to shit on Elon Musk on Twitter. Oh, yeah. But the article is, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, in the recent Neuralink study, they're, like, they put it into, like, mice or rats' brains, mm-hmm. and, like, they're, like, eight out of the 12 rats experienced severe depression <laughs> from having the Neuralink implanted. <laughs> and Because rats don't have Instagram. Yeah, they don't have, They get no likes. <laughs> yeah, dude. No one's in their DMs. Like, who's sliding into a rat's DM? Everyone just keeps calling them Russian trolls for some reason. <laughs> they don't get it. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. They're just trying to comment on a barstool video. <laughs> fucking bots in here they're before the bots get here. That was a rat. Like the Cheez-Its fucking page <laughs> on Instagram. What percentage of Cheez-Its their account got fan blocked base. and Instagram was like, you have to send us a W-2 and a picture of your driver's license. It's like, dude, I'm unemployed, bro. I'm a literal bro, I'm rat. A rat. <laughs> I'm a rat, bro. I don't pay taxes. Yeah, dude, how are you going to, how could you? I mean, you? imagine you're a rat and then you all of a sudden just get access to the internet. Yeah. And you're just like, damn. You've skipped. This is meaningless. You've skipped. <laughs> I'm in a box. Four million years of progressive evolution before you <laughs> deserve the internet. If you, like, of the average human being, we've seen everything. We saw Seinfeld. We saw the fucking radio. We had to build ourselves up to the internet. You don't just give a fucking rat who hasn't even made it out of the ground yet. Just all this. Oh, you got a Facebook now. Oh, you you beat a maze, and now you get to watch porn. <laughs> That doesn't seem right. <laughs> that seems that seems wrong, dude. 
Yeah, dude, I think that's a flawed experiment. I think that's a flawed experiment, but I believe it. I mean, how do they, but how do they realistically test that? Like, the rats do know. get Neuralink. I'm sure they figure out, like, some weird way to, like, uh, probably, like, x rays of the brain to see, like, I bet you can see, like, you know, heat signatures or whatever the fuck on the brain. I know they can tell what the rat's mood is. Yeah. They probably just give him, like, a little mood ring on his fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yellow. He doesn't like the neuralink. They do tarot cards for all the rats. They haven't even had mood rings yet. <laughs> a rat should have to go to the boardwalk and buy a mood ring. Yeah. They and... skipped puka shell necklaces. <laughs> mood rings. They skipped the fucking. Uh... The scopes. They don't even know why the trivia name Quistina Aguilera is so cringe, dude. They haven't <laughs> lived through that any of that, dude. They haven't lived through any of it, dude. They just went straight there. But it's like they didn't I doubt I, I know that they are able to measure the rat's mood through electric shit or whatever. But how do they simulate the same type of experience that a human being would get from being connected to the internet at all times? Because like we were saying, there's no way to simulate like maybe like like they say, like when you get a like on a post, it's equivalent to like getting a kiss or something like that. They say that you get the same dopamine rush hmm. when you get like a successful post as like like you just busted a nut or something. I'm just making stuff up, but I, <laughs> I, like like I, I have heard these types of things being said where like it's equivalent. Like when you see like a notification from Instagram, that's like a real notification, not like yeah. a stupid, not like a Twitter notification where it's like somebody that you don't follow tweeted something mm -hmm. and now we're buzzing your phone about it and you're like great this is worse than this is worse than a kiss yeah this is worse than a kiss but like with a rat in his situation how do you simulate like what would a rat's experience be on Neuralink to justify saying that humans would have the same reaction mm -hmm. like sure you connected us you connected him to the Neuralink but like what's he doing on there nothing <laughs> What's he is doing? He playing Minecraft? What is He's he doing? He's not playing Minecraft, dude. <laughs> Rats live Minecraft. That's True. what they do. <laughs> That's all they do. They just dig, find shit. Eat dude. shit. Literally, if anything, Neuralinks are turning us into rats, dude. Because mm. we're sitting there playing Minecraft like fucking rats. <laughs> Looking at cheese, it says. Being like, damn, that looks good. <laughs> like, wait, am I fucking becoming a fucking rat right now? What am I doing, dude? Wow, dude. Wow. No love for Shout these rats. Shout out all those rats. Shout dude. out to the rats, dude. Make sure you're following us on Instagram <laughs> at LFTS Podcast. Yeah, I know you'll be commenting all over this video, dude. <laughs> Eight out of the 12 rats were listening to live from the studio. It <laughs> <laughs> got severely depressed. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, is this all the internet has to offer? This fucking podcast? I'm going back underground. <laughs> I'm going back I'm to real the Minecraft sewers. again. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Tough crowd, dude. Tough crowd, these rats, dude. Tough fucking crowd. Uh, in other news, you went to the... Yeah, I had a busy weekend. You did, Leading dude. into even Monday last night. Mondays. Um, yeah, dude, it was... I felt like Garfield yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had a case of the Mondays. Mm. And then also I had the case of, like, dreading having to drive to D.C., like, in rush hour traffic. That is a case of the Mondays. But miraculously, uh, I don't even know how it happened, but there was no traffic yesterday going what from time Baltimore did you drive to down? D.C. Uh, I picked up a like We were getting on 295 at like maybe at 6. Hmm. It, it might have just been luck. It might have been like uh, 
you know, we were thinking a lot of people are probably leaving DC at that time. So like maybe a lot aren't driving in to it. I think that's the proper but answer. I mean if you who lives if you in made DC that play at seven o'clock, you'd be in chaos. At seven in the morning, yeah. But seven, who, even seven PM. Who lives in DC and pays DC rent mm-hmm. and, and pays DC tax and then says, you know where I'll make this up? I'll go work in Baltimore. Yeah. Or like it's definitely the opposite. Laurel, you live in Baltimore or... and work in DC. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think you kind of I mean that's how I play it with with gigs just going from Towson to fucking downtown. It's like, you know, when people live in the county and go to the city. It's mm-hmm. rarely the other way around. You know? True. I've and just, it happens, but yeah. It was just it was uh it was outstanding. It was amazing. Got in DC pretty easily. Um we were heading to the Capitol Arena. The Capitol Center? Capitol Center. Um, home of the Baltimore Bullets, a.k.a. the Washington Wizards now. Yes. Because yeah. um, they used to play here the, at the, uh, the like, rec center. The Baltimore yeah. Bullets, in Bal- when they were in Baltimore, played at, like, Towson High School's gym. It was like, <laughs> insane. They, played, they split the uh, basement gymnasium at Dumbarton with the Pilates class on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, the Bulls had to reserve a time. Yeah, like guys, we're playing the fucking Celtics tonight. Can we? Can we get a fucking? Come on. Can we tag in at the YMCA basketball court? <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Then they went to Washington, and were they? How long were they? What the Washington Bulls? Uh, I don't think they ever were. I, I think feel they, like they might have been. They for like might a year. have been, but they definitely changed it because they're like that's too violent. Yeah, it didn't make sense for. Well, I guess DC was. I don't think the the one travesty. I think the one shame is that uh, Baltimore should get an NBA team again, and I think uh, most people would think it was fucking awesome if we were called the Baltimore Bullets. Mm-hmm. Like people would get so fucking fired up about that, but you yeah. know. That will never, ever happen. Yeah, you they could, would not let it happen. It could be grandfathered in, but you couldn't make that that today. Yeah, they. But then they're going to give us like some stupid fucking name because that's what always happens. Like, look at the. Yeah, they try to do another bird or something. Yeah, but the look, Baltimore, uh, something robins pigeons <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> it's just stupid. The herons. We, I the could see us being some stupid like that'd New be Orleans. Cool if we were the, the crows. The dude. crows. That'd be yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. I'll take that, but like they always like look at what they did with the fucking Redskins, dude. The vultures. They were the red vulture team. <laughs> Nobody wants to be the fucking vultures, dude. The turkey vultures. <laughs> we're scavengers. I'm just trying dude. to think of birds that I've seen. We recently. don't win unless you're already dead. The uh, the golden eagles. The golden eagles. I mean, the eagles the is maybe the most generic fucking. Yeah, the eagles is pretty generic. And mascot. Already, uh, I, I look. I don't know team. what it's gonna be. I don't think we're probably we might get an NBA team. I could see that happen. We'll probably never get a hockey team because the caps are too big and yeah. everybody in Baltimore already roots for the caps anyway. Yeah, it's funny at the arena or at the whatever it is, uh the only two championship things that are hanging was uh the bullets and then next to it was like a picture of the Stanley Cup for the their team. Sick. Mm-hmm. Sick. Yeah, dude. I, I think they're all I, I every now and then I do think that we as a city are quite blessed that 
we were it was a toss-up when we got the Ravens in 96 because the Colts was relevant. We're a horse racing town. Baltimore Colts was named that because of the fucking horse racing and Pimlico and Preakness and shit. Yeah. So that made sense. And that was back in the 40s or 50s when we had them. We lost them in the mid-70s. They went to Indianapolis. They kept the name. They kept the championships, which should not be allowed. Okay, so if the Washington Bullets won a championship, that's fine. I think the only reason we even mildly tolerate it is because we don't have a team anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and D.C. is so close that when you go to D.C., you're like, all right, all right, cool. At least it's somewhere. At yeah, least the yeah. banner is somewhere, you know? But with Indy, it's like they have fucking Johnny Unitas' number retired in their stadium. It's like, bro, he didn't play for y'all. Yeah. You Johnny Unitas, you, you literally didn't even go. He didn't even play for them when they went there. Yeah, he essentially won an auction. <laughs> you just <laughs> you got that off eBay. Bought our history? <laughs> fucking selling crab cakes in the fucking stadium look what are you doing that i thought was whack but like when we got the new team the ravens they were uh it was a toss-up between the bombers or the ravens and can you imagine bombers and the bullets no for the no but i'm saying like instead of the like the ravens and the orioles the fucking bombers and the bullets that'd be kind of cool and then the orioles could have been the fucking i don't even know but the Bombers makes no sense for the city. Fort McHenry, maybe? I don't know. They got blasted on. Yeah, they did get blasted on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't really send out bombs, but we got bombed. Just coming back to bid. when we got bombed. That's great. <laughs> great. Real fucking scary name. Um, I just think we were very lucky to get that name instead. Mm-hmm. Like, Because the Ravens, in my opinion, that is a cool team name. It's undone. There's not really any like ravens teams across sports no like we're the only one there's every sport has the eagles every sport has the fucking that's what i also like about towson high school the generals mm-hmm. that's like a cool mascot generals is a good one like delaney the lions yeah anybody anybody who in, you could invent a sport and the next hey, day there'll be a team called the fucking the lions. lions yeah that was our middle school mascot yeah <laughs> fuck you dude we graduated to a cool nickname you guys graduated <laughs> from the fucking ridgely stags which is the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing ever and then Going you graduate. The prey to the predator. <laughs> that probably is what they say. It was fucking stupid high school. I'm gonna go beat up a high school right now, dude. I'm fucking tired of shit. Going to wrestling practice tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, throw but, a kid across the room. <laughs> so fucking Washington had the Redskins. That was oh so terrible. Um, and then they became the football team for two straight years, almost as what I like to think was a fuck you. Yeah, because it was like they didn't have to just become. No other team has done that. Like Cleveland Indians went in one season, went from the Indians to the Guardians. Mm. The Redskins were like, "Oh, it can't be the Redskins." Okay, where's the fucking football team then? <laughs> and then one season ended, and people were like, "All right, so what's that name gonna be then, baby? Come on, what do you got?" And they're like, "We're still going football team." Whole yeah. other season. There's a pandemic going on. We, <laughs> are we had our name guy? He actually got very sick. <laughs> the name guy. <laughs> he got very sick after finding out you guys didn't like the last one. The Redskins. <laughs> He's stewing away. Trying to call with new names. He's been fuming. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it. And then now, then they come out. It's just been released. They're the fucking commanders now, dude. That mm. is so... Like, I'm sorry. There's certain names that sound to me like... Um, like if you're playing like a video game and there's like a made up team. Yeah, fake name. Yeah, like this is a made up team name. Like they're even starting this new league called the um, um, USFL, the United States Football League, which is supposed to like compete with the NFL. Um, 
And I thought they might have a chance, but then I saw the team names and it was like just like these silly generic the names. Bobcats. Yeah, it was like like the New Jersey it was like the fucking Nashville showboats or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's like a name that somebody gives their like if they're doing like American Gladiator on like yeah, NBC the and Tennessee then, tugboats. It's or going up against Nassau. Ninjas. How are you going to fucking <laughs> compete with the NFL with a name like that? Yeah. You got to have a cool... You, your name has to have character. Your name has to mean something to the city. When you give your name just a fucking... Like, I get that, like, commander means something, but, like... And you're, like, DC, and it's like, yeah. oh, the commander-in-chief. It's like... But it's kind of stupid. It's stupid and... Commanders. And not it's so... It's too many syllables, I think. Not so hot of a take... They should have stayed, in my opinion, in my opinion, they should have stayed with the Native American theme. It doesn't have to be that name if we've decided that that name is derogatory. But why not stick with that theme? Because you're still keeping the culture going. I think there's something good when you maintain the culture, you know, like the Kansas City Chiefs. They have a Native American theme. They got mm-hmm. the fucking arrow on the helmet. It's cool. You know, mm-hmm. they, they go with it. It's like, why would you erase that? It's like, I feel like that's cool. You keep the color scheme, you go with something less, you know, less uh, apparently racist. Derogatory. Derogatory. You you just go with like the fucking, um, like Atlanta has the Braves, Atlanta Braves. Cool. Why not be the fucking Washington Cherokee or something? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Why not do something like that? Why are we just the fucking commander? You got, not us. We're the fucking Ravens. We have the best name in the world. The Washington, NFL. we're sorry's. <laughs> yeah. It's no. just a kneeling white person. <laughs> the Washington, we're sorry's. Yeah. Honestly, I would appreciate that more. That would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> and it would be honest, because that is literally what they're doing. Their logo might as well just be a white person on his fucking knees <laughs> on their helmet. <laughs> fucking jokes. Anyway, I'm sorry to fucking bogart your Tyler the Creator story. Yeah, I don't give a shit. What's going on? What's going on? You get there, traffic there, is non-existent. Traffic was non-existent. We got a pretty good parking spot. We parked a little far away just to be like, all right, it'll be easier to get out later. Um, not the case. I won't even go into it, but <laughs> it took us like 45 minutes to get out of like, you know, get up two flights in a parking garage oh, on yeah. the street level. Crazy. Don't even think about it. Um, but yeah, no, got to the concert. Uh, it was fucking packed. That was like the biggest thing I've been to since, uh, you know, shit's kind of easing back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, oh, I'm good. Because they're probably warm, right? Mm-mm. Oh, really? Okay. Nice. Um, Walk-in fridge back there, baby. Ooh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> At the store. <laughs> um, the opening acts were Vince Staples, who I... I like know some of his music, but I don't know him that well. Also, sounds like a country singer to me. Really? Yeah, I mean, I know he's not, but it mm-hmm. sounds like a country singer named Vince Staples. Yeah, Vince Staples. Drink a beer. <laughs> anyway, so he did not perform country. He didn't perform country. He had a pretty cool setup though for stage. He was like on a bunch of like LED light panels, but they were like, they're somehow like fog could pass through them. Nice. So like it always looked like he was just like about to combust. It was pretty crazy. Um, the other acts were I don't even know Tizo Touchdown. I think we missed his set. Tizo Touchdown. Yeah, he was like the super opener. Super opener. Super opener. Um, it's like one step above me. Yeah, if I was opening for Tyler Crater. 
like I played the night before. Yeah, you did the like the sound check. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't possibly make it sound any worse than that. Thank you, sir. Get out of here. <laughs> there is a a girl one up named Kylie Uki or Uchi's or something. I've heard of her, but like I didn't know how big she was. Apparently, Liz was saying like she has a bunch of like TikTok song hits, mm. and like it's insane. Like, like just like people are so weird and like i think it was definitely like a lot of like teens who were there just to see her um but like she would be singing and then just like do one motion like of a dance and you'd hear like 50 percent of the audience which was like i don't even know like thousands of people like it was pretty full like the entire arena um like stadium seating and like maybe two-thirds of the floor, because otherwise it was, like, the stage and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to, like, hear people go crazy for this girl that I didn't know, and wow. just to her just be, like, you know, just singing and then just, like, shake her ass one direction and just hear, like... <sighs> yeah. That'll, it'll, it'll, it'll make you realize that you're, there's a loop that you're not in, I'm just not which in is it. weird. You know, yeah. you're in, we're in our loop. Like you went to go see Tyler who's been out for 10 years. Yeah. And that is a whole other loop that you're just like, the fuck are these it's like, they're somehow here too. <laughs> How is this happening? <laughs> That's crazy. That shit that is just is like, yeah, that shit's like, whoa. But Tyler fucking crushed it. How was his set? Yeah. Tyler's set was crazy. He had like a whole crazy stage set up like, uh. I think the last time I saw him was with Scott in Philly, like after I forget what album, but it was like a long time ago. Yeah. And he had a crazy stage set up then, but this one was like another level. He had like a giant house, like a like fake front of a house on stage, and then behind it was like an L C D screen that played like animated woods and shit and like different weather and like night and day and all this other shit going on. Um, and then he had like a, like an old, like Rolls Royce Wraith, like pop out from the stage. Oh, shit. Like an old ass, like, uh, you know, like expensive car. That is the coolest name for a car ever. Yeah, a Wraith. Wasn't that like the fucking dad guys in Lord of the Rings? I think so, yeah. That is badass as fuck. It's crazy, yeah. Oh, dude. But it was like a mint, like green. He like painted it mint green. And then he like he pulled it out on stage just to do the song where he mentions like Rolls Royce pull up black boy how about that's badass. Um, and he like what I forgot about going to like a Tyler the Creator show, which I enjoyed last night, was just uh-huh. like his personality because like yeah. half the show he's just like fucking around with the audience, uh-huh. which is insane to see like because I saw it when it was like fifty people at soundstage. Mm-hmm. But now to see it like in that arena, be like, what the fuck? You're not used to seeing that level of like intimacy on yeah, that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's cool though. That's yeah, like what cool. makes him him, you know? Exactly. It's cool to see that he still has that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, he did like most of his new album with like a whole crazy like stage direction and like different moving shit and fireworks and then like a boat came from under the stage into this like middle channel passage. So like the audience was like split into two sides and then there's like a second stage in the middle of the arena that he like took the boat to. (laughs) And then it was like set up like an Island. He did a bunch of his like old shit did like Igor shit. And then like 
took the boat back to the stage and did a bunch of other crazy shit and yeah insane show i'm glad we went that's sick um yeah like i said earlier it was just a fucking mind fuck to be like god damn it yeah <laughs> it's been 10 years since i first saw this guy yeah yeah that'll get you going dude yeah that is wild that sounds awesome though yeah i gotta go see a show soon i gotta like every time i like yeah seeing something like that is just like damn dude the crazy shit you could do if just like you had the you know yeah that's what it is it's inspiring it's yeah. like whenever i go to see a band i just like and i'm like what are they doing you know mm-hmm. like how are they doing this you know and like it's just such a it's such a crucial part of putting on a show i'm realizing it's like like you you have to like it's not just about being good which is the main thing i like to think but from an audience perspective, I'm not even so sure because like from the audience perspective, I feel like whenever people talk about the show, like if I talk to somebody who's like, yo, I went and saw this person or this band or whatever, they're usually the first thing they're going to talk about is like the stage and the lighting and mm-hmm. like the production and how everything went, like blah, 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 blah. And like, then you'd be like, then I will ask like, were they good? And they'll be like, oh yeah, they were good. <laughs> it's like, it's such like an afterthought to think like was the band. I guess it's different from artist to artist because I guess if you saw like if you saw like John Mayer, who's yeah. like a guitarist singer, your main thought is going to be was he good? Was he good? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But also, he's not known for his like crazy elaborate stage setups. Yeah. I don't think like yeah. I think the last thing he did was just like him with a stool on stage and then like dave Chappelle halfway through the show did some shit which is fucking dope which is dope because that's that's like all you need really but like for people who are like inclined to like make a whole production out of it like there was like you know lcd screens on each side of the stage and behind him and like all this other shit around the room but like if you just watched the cameras for the show that was like a completely different show too. Like it's crazy because I think like for this tour he got really into the stage design and direction of like the whole show and like you know beating it out and making it like a story in itself. Mm-hmm. But then to also see like he also thought about like camera placement and like all this other shit to be like you can have two different experiences like watching him live, but then also seeing like almost like a live produced like concert special yeah like that's happening there too (laughs) like it was insane now what was the percentage of people with their phones up recording it i always wonder that that is that's definitely always a thing um i i kind of like i think i've done it too many times myself to where i don't do it now yeah and i notice a lot of people doing it i think i do like I, I'll do one yeah, you at a concert one. just to be like, I was here. here. Yeah. Yeah. You got to flex a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And I'll usually do it on like, if I'm like, oh shit, this is a good song. I think this would be a good one. Yeah. Um, Or like I'm trying to like show a cool part of the show or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the people next to us, like it was like a younger dude, but like probably like college aged or whatever. And I think he had his phone out like for 90% of it taking videos that like, you're never going to watch those back. Or if yeah. you do, you're going to be like, oh, damn, this sounds like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fucking, that to me, and like I know it's another uh, thing that like you run the risk of sounding like a boomer, but like, I'm sorry, that is one of the things that I think boomers might be right about. The whole 
concept of like going to a live show and spending the entire time like trying to document it on yeah. your phone. It's like, dude, just also it's be like there. if you and also if you want to relive it, you see like thousands of other people doing it. Just yeah. when you get home tonight, if you Google Tyler the Creator, Washington DC, March seventh, twenty twenty one. There's already like 30 videos of the yeah. whole show up there. And then you can play the game of like, oh shit, like I think that's where I am or yeah. like or whatever, you know. It like makes you wonder, is it like what's the or motivation? Like, where is it? There? What does it look like from the pit? Or like where does it look like from like this side or whatever? Like Yeah. I don't know. It's just it doesn't seem like it's enough to have just experienced something. If you I find myself doing that every now and then, and you know, luckily because I spent so many years with a shitty phone. Um, it was a real luxury to have a phone that was charged enough that when I was out doing something that I could actually like spare the battery life. To be yeah, like, hey, for real. Fucking, I'll fucking take or a had video. like the storage space. To yeah, be like, even like I'll like <laughs> I can, press stop. I can and, take two pictures or a ten second video. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so like that was a luxury in and of itself. But I do feel like I fucking lost my train of thought there. What the hell were we talking about? Documenting shit. Just documenting shit like. I, I like the idea of documenting shit, and I like, I think photos is a better thing than video, because mm-hmm. I feel like video, you're too focused on watching your version, you're not like watching the actual shit. Yeah, you're watching it, you. you're, you're, you're like, you have your phone up, and then you're like watching it through your phone, so mm-hmm. it's literally like you're taking your live experience and, and dumbing it down to like you're watching this concert yeah. at a show. It'd be like if you went to go see like a movie in theaters but then pulled it up on HBO Max on your phone at the same time yeah, yeah. and watched it right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's like what is the motivation there cuz it's like are you trying cuz I that's what I was going to say. I do see myself getting to the place where and it's we like, definitely sound like boomers like I yeah, get it like We sound like boomers but at the same time it's like I, like again, are we wrong? Because it's like there is this thing that's like when I'm doing something that I think is cool, I have this desire to like uh like document it. But mm-hmm. what am I documenting it for? Documenting it most likely so I can post it on my story so that other people can know that I'm doing this cool thing. Mm-hmm. So there's like this weird thing that the more immersed you become in social media, the more there is this like gut reaction to anytime something cool happens to you or anytime a thought like with Twitter, it's like, you know, if you act, are active on Twitter, you'll find yourself anytime you have just any thought that you think is mildly interesting or funny, you need to tweet it. I need yeah. to tweet it. And it's like, you don't need to tweet it. I mean, I do, but like, you don't need to. It's like, you just had this thought, dude. Like, you can like have that thought. You don't mm-hmm. need to like post it to the internet. And it's the same thing with like being at a conscious, like, okay, like you're here. Is it not enough to just enjoy the fact that you are doing something that only you and the other people in this room are experiencing at this very moment? And what is the motivation that you feel to take these videos? Because these videos are obviously they're not they're not for you to watch back. They're for other people that you know to see that you are here. How many people are realistically sitting there looking at their phone next week and going, that was sick? I'm yeah. just going to look at these. No, you're doing it because you want to post it. You might be on Instagram live. You might be doing something like that. Like you want people to know that you're doing this thing. So there is this like weird narcissism about it where it's like, I don't know, dude. It's like, there are plenty of, like I said, there's technological, like we talked about before, there's technological advancements that are good 
And there's technological advancements that are bad. And one of the things that I think is bad, and th- what's even worse, is there's a stigma around saying it because anytime you say, oh, yeah, you're on your phone 100% of the time, I'm around you, it's like, oh, okay, boomer. It's like, no, but like, actually think about it. What I like to do is say, imagine, like, sometimes I'll be sitting in my apartment watching TV, mm-hmm. and then I'll say, okay, fun experiment, fun little thought experience to play with yourself. Imagine the TV wasn't there. Now look at yourself. Now you're just laying on a couch staring at a wall for three hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Now, picture yourself anywhere. Now you're uh, you know, in an elevator and somebody comes on and you're just looking at your hand the entire time. And you're walking around, you're looking at your hand. And it's like you don't realize how strange it is that you are literally that immersed in that aspect of your reality. That it's like if you zoom out and look at yourself, it's like, dude, like, it is weird. I'm sorry to sound like, a bo- again, a boomer, but at the same time, it's like maybe it's just because our generation, we grew up in a time where we existed before that and we existed at the at the beginning of it. So, like, we might have a better relationship, although people our age do it too. Mm. I do think it's more like a, um, not necessarily as much of a generational thing, but more of like a, a person-to-person thing. Yeah. It's like I don't let myself look at my phone in the elevator. And sometimes I think that freaks people out. Oh, yeah, I bet. I get in the elevator. That's the first thing I do in an elevator. I take my phone out, even if it's just to check the time. Because it's a nervous reflex. Not, It's everybody. I have that reflex, too. It's like, I, I, it's like I'm in this elevator. Oh, it's dude. awkward. It's weird. It's an and I want to. Alpha instinct, dude. <laughs> I think what's alpha is you just stand there. That's alpha, dude. That's beta, dude. (laughs) That's not. You're too afraid someone's going to stab you in the back if you even try to reach for your phone. (laughs) So you're at attention. Scared at all times. I actually, and I'm not joking, I'm not saying this as a joke, I legitimately make a point of it to make sure that nobody even sees my phone in my hand. If I get on an elevator, I'm looking at it before I get in the elevator, I take the phone and I put it in my pocket. Because I'm, I guess on a weird subconscious level, I'm trying to project to the other people in there that like not everybody like this isn't you don't have to just do this all the time you can exist in the real world i know it sounds stupid i know it sounds stupid but it is it's something just my thing guys it's hey my floor thing. You can hit my floor okay great um yeah it's kind of my thing i only go on my phone in the elevator <laughs> yeah i also make a point of to start like a to conversation make conversations with people who are on their phones and i like to feel like this superiority to them because i'm the guy that doesn't have his phone out <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah if i <laughs> it's it's not in some ways yes but no <laughs> in many ways yes but in some ways no <laughs> it, it's more it's it's less uh it's less a feeling of like oh i'm better than you because i'm not on my phone and more a feeling of like oh dude i have the same urge too but like if you really well, I think can control it I, i'm stronger than you I'm better than you <laughs> I'm better than you. Not better than you, better than you. No, I I guess it's just like I'm just trying to like I'm trying to not fall into the same. Just trying thing. to make a new thing. <laughs> trying to change the world one elevator trip at at a time. I don't know, dude. It's just, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You you feel that same sense no, of embarrassment. I get it. Like I I do the same like I, you know, you'll catch yourself in like okay, why do I have my phone out? I should like I'm at a fucking dinner or whatever. I'm like mm-hmm. at this or like I'm at mm-hmm. that or like you you catch yourselves in those moments, but 
You're setting an example in a weird way. Like every yeah. time you don't look but at your phone, who? like the, the people around you. Because if they see smelly guy on floor six or at a okay, let's use the dinner example. At a dinner, like you know, if ever if your whole family's there and like one person's on their phone, then that kind of signifies to the next person that it's okay because like, well, he's already doing it, so it's not as weird if I do it. And then and then you get to the point where everybody's doing it because it's like, okay, this is like the norm. And it's like if you don't do it and you say like, no, like I'm gonna be present, I'm at this gathering or whatever the fuck i'm at like hanging out with my friends or hanging out with my family or <laughs> taking a trip up to the 11th floor <laughs> i'm at this gathering of people i'm gathering in the elevator with my closest acquaintances with my, closest, <laughs> my neighbors my neighbors i live i sleep next to these people dude i sleep on top of this person this is the floor below me like i can't treat him like that no it's just like you are in a weird way like I don't know, dude. No, I get that because it's like I'm making it weird that you want to connect with those people or like you don't want to feel like you're being distant to them. Yeah. Because it has become okay for it to be weird. You know yes. what I mean? Like the weird thing the has weird become thing the is normal that, thing. Like, most people don't know their neighbors. The yes. weird thing is that most people don't talk to them. The weird like and you know, I'm it, I'm bad at that too. It does freak me out that like you get in an elevator with another person. And you just stand there in silence. Yeah. And it just there is this weird feeling of like detachment where it's 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 a strange idea to even imagine talking to acknowledging them. that they're there. <laughs> yeah. Acknowledging their existence, like, like even saying hi to them. You just become so it's like this weird detachment. I don't know. But I, I try to do, you know, I try to at least make myself not do it. Like when I go to the gym. I leave my phone. I left it at home today. I don't even fucking bring it to the gym because it's like, I don't need it here. What am I fucking checking Instagram in between sets? I see people doing that. It's like, dude, what are you fucking doing? Like, give yourself two, even if you, like, if nothing else, give yourself two hours a day that you say, hey, I'm going to go to the fucking gym or I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go on a jog. Don't bring your fuck. You don't need your phone on the jog. You don't need sure, it. Are you sure they didn't just ban you from playing the podcast on speakerphone? Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was you part of it. Stop bringing your phone out. Of if I can't listen to my own podcast <laughs> out loud, max volume, and I'm leaving it at home, I'm just gonna mumble to myself. I'll just do my own podcast. I know that I'm. I know that I'm strange about that. I know that I release. I don't even bring headphones to the gym. I literally just sing to myself at the gym. But that is not the normal <laughs> thing. I don't sing like out loud. Okay, thank God. I just like I'm not like I don't like the people next to me don't know, but I just kind of like yeah, yeah. mumble ideas. A lot of times I use it as like a time to like think about like lines for songs because is this like weird like meditative thing where you just you're just forced. The gym is less of working out and more of like taking two hours a day and saying, dude, you're not doing anything you actually want to do because mm-hmm. I know you don't want to do this. Yeah, you exactly. never want to do this. So instead, what you're gonna do is do this thing you don't want to do and then try to figure out a way to make it fun. Yeah. And so I think of like memes and like topics for the podcast and songs i'm just like sitting there like okay that could, that could work blah, blah, blah. and then i like repeat it to myself over and over again mm-hmm. i was like this would be less weird if he had headphones but the fact that he doesn't makes it weird <laughs> gotta be honest the fact that he's just mumbling to himself without headphones that's fucking weird yeah, you should just get like earplugs like fake like <laughs> to make it look like airpods or some shit mm. And then people just like, oh, that's normal. That's normal. My goal is to not be normal at the gym. I like being normal. Freaks me. I'm going to take a whiz. Would you manage uh, Mind the Growing Out, our lovely, delightful sponsors 
of this evening's of podcast. Of course. Um, this <laughs> podcast is brought to you by Miller Lite, uh, the J Balvin edition. Get yours at your local liquor store, beer house, uh, bar, tavern, saloon, uh, salon, if you're fancy. If you go to a fancy salon and they got a little fridge there, they let you take a little beer, let you drink a little beer when you're waiting. You ever been to a fancy salon like that? Me neither. Uh, I think Jimmy has, though. I think the place Jimmy goes to, they have, uh, they let you have beer. I think that's like a weird law where, like, you can give people beer if they're 21. Like, I think art galleries can do this. Like, uh, private clubs can do this. Where uh, they're allowed to give out beer, take money for it, but not as payment for the beer. They can take tips. And as long as they don't charge for more than what the beer costs, they don't make any money on it, and then it's legal somehow. Mm. So we got to figure out a scam for that with the podcast. But yeah, back to Miller, J.L. Balvin edition. Go get it at your local stores. Fun fact, I just realized yeah. that those are from D.C. Miller's? Uh, well, not Miller's, but John picked up this 12-pack on his uh. way back from D.C. So you're drinking D.C. beers, dude. In case that tasted awfully familiar to you. Interesting. You know? You're like, Getting wow. a hint of a... Little Capital Center throwback. Uptightness and... Uh... Uptightness. Um, Strange yeah. lack of traffic. Yeah. Interesting. Um, speaking of traffic... Speaking of traffic... We gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about it! The gas station across from my fucking apartment today. Take a guess at what the gas price was. Take a crack. Four thirty. Four forty nine, bro. It's been going up. I've been tracking it, like yeah. just mentally. Mm-hmm. Twenty cents a day for the past week. Crazy. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit five in the next week. I think. Based I think on that trajectory, it's just like it's fucked up. Twenty cents it's cheaper like, here, by the way. Yeah, I think I got gas the other day for below four bucks, like somewhere. I remember seeing like a gas station, and it was like there's like literally three gas stations in a row. One was like four, you know, twenty six. The next one was like three ninety eight. The next one was four twenty three. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, I'm obviously going to that one. Yeah, yeah, and you do feel like weird. I usually pick the middle one because I'm like that's. That's too cheap. Yeah. That's too expensive. <laughs> I'm going Goldilocks yeah. on you. The cheap one's going to be, like, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> What's in that gas? Yeah. Water? <laughs> what kind of gas is that? Also, it's full. The pumps are all full. Yeah. Because everyone's just trying to get that deal. Um, yeah, gas has been pretty crazy. Uh, I didn't realize why gas differed from area to area until, like, two years ago. And I was like, oh, wait, because... The, Part of what makes the gas price the price it is is because of all the other expenses that go into having a gas station. So, like, if you are running a gas station in Towson, the property value is higher, which means your taxes are higher. All these other things go into it. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, okay, the Exxon, the same company, Exxon across from where I live is four forty nine. I think I saw today that this was four nineteen. Or four twenty nine or something. So like twenty to thirty cents difference just from Towson to Lutherville because Lutherville's cheaper area. And so, but then you look I also at like I feel like it's like if it's placed near a highway where like if someone's like about to 
go out of gas and then they come off and go to the first gas station, that's always more expensive than one like down the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's so many factors, but like it just is a wild thing. Like I I I felt like a conspiracy theorist a week ago. Not a conspiracy. I felt like like I was overreacting when like I know I normally don't yeah. fill up my tank unless I really really started need to. taking notes on prices and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Exxon and Exxon, they're not the same number? Yeah. What does this mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Start to City Hall. Connecting dots. <laughs> Shit. One to the archives. <laughs> Rubber bands on my fucking wall. <laughs> um, so last week when it was 379, I was down to like a eighth of a tank and I was like, you know what? I've been noticing the gas has been going up like every day. I'm going to fill up my tank now. And so I did, and I'm glad I did because it would have cost me a dollar more a gallon at this point. Like, yeah. And like, I think what really is the crazier thing about it is that at first, you know, you hear gas prices and you're like, okay, like uh, this is how my thought process worked. It's like, okay, yeah, everybody's freaking out about it, but it's like, it's just fucking gas. Like, okay, it's you fill up your tank like once a month or twice a month maybe, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, so you spend like $30 more a month. And then I was like, all right, that still sucks. But then I realized, oh, wait, that factors into everything, though, mm-hmm. because we use fossil fuels to do everything. Yeah. Like, this electricity, electricity is made. flights. Every like every single thing that we do, like when you order from Amazon, the prices of the car that's delivering it to you are gonna make and the 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 cost of one guy shipping in his meat from another guy for his restaurant and like literally you cannot think of a thing that involves any level of transportation, which every single thing does, Mm -hmm. unless a guy literally kills a cow on his lawn, makes it in a in a fucking hand grinder. And then fucking packages it by hand and then walks it to your house that isn't affected by fucking energy prices. Mm -hmm. So, like, we look at gas and people are like, all right, dude, like, you know, I saw these stupid fucking memes like the uh, gas prices are too high starter pack and it's like a fucking like old white boomer with like a fucking backwards hat and like driving a big ass truck. And it's like, okay, yeah. But I think we're missing the bigger picture here, which is that our utility bills are going up this month. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not looking forward Dude, to like, mine, like, doubled from last year. Like, it showed me, like, it showed the stats to be like, hey, are you using more electricity? It's like, no, you're charging more for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, well, it's not even the electricity. It's the gas. Because I have, like, gas heating and, like, for my cooking and shit. So, but like, that's that. But also, the gas is electricity. Cause no, it's yeah, like, it is. The, the electricity has gone up in price. Mm-hmm. But the thing for me that's been hitting me is the fucking, like, just the natural gas. Yeah, because apparently that's, I think Russia is where we get a lot of, I think Russia's main thing is a natural gas thing. I think. I don't know. But uh, I've heard that said, which means it's got to be true. But what about the kerosene? Point, kerosene luckily we're pulling into springtime i got a full <laughs> tank and i don't think i'm gonna need any more this year until winter so good nice. hopefully it goes down it just is like that is re- really got me thinking like wow like one i think that's the reason why people talk i know this is a reason but i'm just realizing it you know as you become an adult you start to realize things that, that the gas prices aren't just the gas prices yes it's the best indicator of everything because mm-hmm. when gas prices go up Everything's going up mm-hmm. because everything uses gas. 
every single thing. Like, you don't plug your shit into a wall and electricity just magically flows from fucking God's dick into your fucking Nintendo. It, like, there's a fucking big-ass generator burning fossil fuels somewhere in your city that's pumping out electricity like a giant fucking hand pull generator mm-hmm. on a city scale, and then that's how you get your fucking power, you know? So, like, listening to this podcast is, uh, te- you know, you're using fossil fuels, baby. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, electric cars, it's still fossil fuels. It's less, mm-hmm. but it's just, it, I know that like that's obvious once you step. acknowledge it, but it's like, it, I think it's something that's often overlooked when people kind of try to downplay, and not many people are trying to downplay it, but I have seen people try to downplay the fact that like, it's going up 20 cents a day, dude, and it doesn't show any signs of stopping. And it's like, what, what, what's going, what is going on? I, I li- like, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh you know, hopefully it it uh it curbs a little bit, but yeah, that's definitely the that's the thing you see every day, and you can be like, oh fuck. I wonder at what point do people go? So you can ignore a lot of shit. You can ignore a lot of shit, and I think that um, I think a lot of politics that's the thing that affects people. Yes, I think a lot of politics uh is reliant upon. Most things that people debate, like, don't directly affect a lot of people. So it's, like, easy to have, like, an opinion that doesn't necessarily have to make sense or, like, work in practice because, like, it doesn't, like, it's not affecting you, you know? But once it does affect you, I do wonder what... I think that the gas prices aren't going to bother people. I think when people get their utility bills this month is when people go, okay, we got to do something. I can't afford this. My utility bill is already way too fucking high. Yeah. And now it's about to be way too fucking high. You know? And at that point is when you start thinking like, hey, what are we, what are we, what's, what's something that we're not doing now that we should do? And again, it's like, I cannot help but think, I cannot help but think, and I know what we said, I, I said this last week, and like, this is a more political take i guess but like it, i don't think it has to be a political take i think if we looked at it from like a um i think if you took the politics out of it and just looked at it from like a objective perspective that like it doesn't make sense to me that we are getting all this energy from other countries that may or may not be cool with us at any given moment, like Russia mm-hmm. or Saudi Arabia. Um, and then if they decide to not be cool with us or they decide to do something we don't fuck with, and then we got to say, well, we're not getting any more from you. And then all of a sudden we're fucking hit with a $2 raise in energy prices and our utility bills go up and our fucking car prices and everything goes up, everything goes up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at that point, I understand that like there's a big sentiment Cause like I care about the environment, dude. I like the environment. You know I recycle. You know I recycle. Mm-hmm. And I was actually thinking the other day. Um, I talked about it with Joe, um, and you know he's a very progressive young guy. But he he was saying he was telling me that recycling is a sham. And I gotta say that I might actually think that might be true because yeah. Liv was most telling- companies like most recycling places just collect all the recycling. And then sell it to like China to process. And then they either just like burn it over there or just like, you know, take the metals and melt it all down and fucking put the toxic shit in the water and then yeah. keep the shit that they can keep. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I so go out like, of my it's way helping over here, I guess. But <laughs> so the way my building works, I live in an apartment building. For those who don't know, and I live on the eleventh floor. And some places just throw recycling out with the trash. That's what I think is going on. Yeah. Because I, so like basically the way it works in my building is every floor has a little room. We have a trash chute on one end of the building that I, I love those things. I, one of my goals in life or one of my dreams in life was to have a trash chute. I don't know why. I just always thought it was cool to just like throw it and then listen. And Hell like, yeah. I just threw it up. Have to deal with this shit. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. But then on the other end of the building, closer to my door, like literally like across the hall from me, we have a little room. And then in that room is a big blue bin. Like a, just a gigantic version of what I have in my house. It's a gigantic recycling bin. Yeah. I open up the lid. I throw my bag of recycling into that, as does everybody else on my floor. And oftentimes it gets overflowed, and the whole room's full with fucking shit. Now Liv was telling me that, because um, a lot of times I'll get on her, she'll like throw something that I think should be recycled in the trash, and mm-hmm. she, and then I'll throw like a fucking used like food container that like I ate like out of a fucking plastic thing, and then I threw it away, like from Katmandu Kitchen. She's like, "Well, you got to rinse it because if you don't rinse it." That they won't take anything that's not like clean. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're telling me now I gotta fucking clean the shit before I even fucking recycle it? Yeah. And like, yeah. And she was saying that, like, basically, now I don't know if this is true, but she swears it is. And I don't fucking know either way. So I'm gonna say it is true that apparently, if anything in your bag of recycling isn't recyclable, they just ditch the whole bag. They're not going to go through and sort to find what is recyclable and what's not. They're going to look at it. Okay, this is all recyclable shit. We'll process it. If there's anything in it that's not, it's trash. You know what I mean? So then I got to thinking, I was like, okay, but what happens on my floor is that I take my one bag and then put it into a bigger bag full of everyone else's recycling on my floor, and then that bag gets thrown in recycling. So so if that theory holds true, if that claim holds true, that means that now everyone on my floor is in one bag. Hmm. And so if one person in one apartment didn't do their recycling right, the entire floor is shot. So basically, even if I were to put and fucking rinse out every Katmandu kitchen fucking container and fucking make sure every can that I threw in the thing was rinsed out, unless every other person, all 17 other apartments on my floor did that, it's useless. Yeah, I feel like that's an urban myth or an urban legend. What is? Recycling? The, or no, that? the fucking, yeah, if there's like one thing wrong, they throw the whole thing out. I think, because like, maybe that's the case I for like so. uh, recycling when it's like, you know, already separated to like plastics, paper, whatever. But like, I think for Maryland, you know, everything that you can recycle is thrown into the same thing. And then that all gets emptied out at, at a processing facility and they probably like sort the shit. And then in the sorting... I bet that's where like anything that can't be recycled gets shot out or like mm. you know thrown away. I hope that is true. I've lived my life on the assumption that that is true. Yeah. Um, based on the way that I've come to understand how government-run projects are run, I went to the post office today. Mm-hmm. If the recycling plant is running anything like the post office, I wouldn't be surprised if there's let's just say a way less efficient way of doing it. Oh, probably. And um, so regardless, the whole point I started that tangent was to say that I like the environment. This is something I think about. I made a fucking thing in my house for recycling. I didn't have to do that. It would be way easier for me to just fucking throw it down the chute. I would enjoy it more because I like throwing a shit down yeah, the chute. Yeah, it would sound, you know, you'd hear all the glass clinking. It would be fun. Then, yeah, yeah. It would be fucking fun, all right? And I don't give myself that for the environment because mm-hmm. I know 
that there's a one in one billion chance that I actually might get this can recycled based on who you talk to. You know what I mean? So it's not that I don't care about the environment. What what gets me is that this idea that like, okay, we all understand that like we need, whether you like it or not, and this is a real, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. we need gas. We need fossil fuels right now. I'm sorry, but like, the technology isn't there to fucking run on windmills right now. It's not. It's not there to run off solar power. It's just not. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like just as much as anyone if we could get to that point. If my car could run off fucking sunlight, that would be awesome. I would leave it. I would take it out of the parking garage. I'd leave it under the fucking sun somewhere, and I go, hey, dude, yeah, I'll meet you there in a second. Oh, yo, you got sun money? No such thing. I'll drive you anywhere you fucking want. You know, it'd be great if my car could run on fucking water. It can't. It'd be great if I could power my fucking TV with it. I can't. So understanding the reality is that we need this form of energy at this moment. Why does it make it better for the environment? If anything, it makes it worse that like, okay, if you if you like get oil from like somewhere in America, like Alaska or like Texas or somewhere where we have like a bunch of oil and you drill it, that's going to be done under like American purview under American laws, which means the workers are going to be paid a lot better than they're getting paid in fucking Saudi Arabia. I think we can say that confidently. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not saying that America is perfect, but we're better than like a lot of fucking places. So like, and we're going to give more of a shit about the environment of how, how you're disposing of waste and things like that. Like we already have those laws in place to be like, yo, you can't just dump your shit in the river, dude. Mm-hmm. You can't. This isn't 1840. All right. We have laws in place. It might not be perfect, but do you think that when we get fucking oil from Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia or Russia or fucking Venezuela or anywhere that they fucking give a shit? I mean, really, really. So like, what is this thought process that says we're going to, we're not, we need oil. We know that we're not going to drill in America for oil because fuck that because that's bad for the environment. So instead we're going to just, we're going to use the same amount of oil, but get it from somewhere else. It's the same environment. Does Russia not exist on the same fucking planet as us? Is Saudi Arabia not the same earth? So like, what the, I don't, it's like such a strange thing that it's so divisive to say, yo, I know we don't want to be doing this, but like we kind of need it. It's like a reality of living in this century that we need this form of energy. And why are we so leveraged out to being dependent on this country? And why are we starting wars in the fucking Middle East to have control over their fucking oil reserves? We could just fucking drill in Texas. Mm-hmm. We fucking bought Alaska for that. We don't use it. I mean, we. I, mean, I don't know what amount we actually do get from America. I'm sure we get a lot. But like, it just seems to me that like, I wish that it wasn't such a polarizing thing to just say like, yo, like, why don't we just, why are we, why are we giving Russia money? Why are we giving Saudi Arabia, why are we propping up these fucking puppet regimes and these like dictators in random places that have oil reserves and like making sure that their government is constantly in control of it. And like, if they're, if they get out of line, we fucking send the military and then blow their shit up. And it's like, we're doing all that just so you can drive around when we could just fucking pay some fucking dude with a backwards hat in Texas to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, why aren't we doing that? You know, and it's it's like, it, it annoys me that that's like a political take. And I'm sure there's like reasons back and forth, like, you know, with the Keystone Pipeline. So I was like, oh, well, it goes through like indigenous lands or something. And it's like, 
Okay. Is that is that a reason to fucking just nix energy production in America because a fucking pipe goes through somebody's fucking backyard? Not backyard, just like the woods. I don't even I don't even fucking know what it is. It just seems like a ridiculous like just cut it off. You know, we can't do it. You know, it's like okay, this might be in this might be like a pipe here. We could put a pipe in the middle of fucking Montana or we could kill thousands of people in Iraq. We could build a pipe in Minnesota and have it pass through somebody can see it from their window or we could fund Saddam Hussein's regime. Yeah. What are I we doing? Mean, it is a, uh, you know, it's a very complicated issue, I think. But uh luckily we solved it here tonight. <laughs> I think we may have. <laughs> Look, it's not it's not again it's not about solving. I know that anybody who actually knows anything about the subject uh, could explain to me how probably most, most maybe, I would be willing to say not most. All of it is maybe <laughs> misinformed or I don't know. There, I would say that there are things that I've said, as I'm always willing to admit, that are I'm misinformed. I'm glad you didn't go to like, let's just give in to Russia. I thought that's where you were going to go. I'm not going to fucking, why would I fucking want to give in to Russia, dude? If anything, I don't know. I was at the edge of my seat being like, don't say it, Jim. I'm saying the don't most say anti-Russia thing ever. <laughs> no, true. I'm saying the most, I am the yeah, most, never go back. Anti-Russia guy right now. <laughs> Fuck Russia. I don't care about like, the thing, the whole thing with this whole thing is like, I, I'm sorry to say, um, I don't know this sounds like, it sounds whatever it sounds like, I, as a human being, only have so much care amount. And for me to say that I, for me to say that I really care, I, I know I'm supposed to say I do. I know I'm, I know we're all supposed to say we do. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a liar. I'm not going to lie to save face. I think it sucks. But I'm finding it very difficult to care to the point that it like actually like I'm sitting there thinking about what's going on over there. It's hard for me to care. This crisis right now, for lack of a better word, I think COVID was a cooler crisis. You know what I mean? It was like easier to like see it and like be like, oh shit. This thing going on in Russia with the thing, it's like, fuck Russia. If we, the only reason this is even a thing to us, unfortunately, it's because COVID is still happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to fucking smooth it out. They're, you can't you can't just go from one crisis to no crisis. You have to go from mm. one crisis to the next crisis. Yeah. I mean, that's 1984 I so. George Orwell fucking 101 of public manipulation. You can't just fucking go, hey, there's no more problems. You got to fucking, okay, the COVID thing's going this way. We need another one. Boom. All of a sudden, now nobody's talked about COVID for a week. Everybody's a Ukraine expert now. And it's like, okay, dude, I, 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 I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about it. I don't know why Russia's trying to take Ukraine. I don't know why Ukraine doesn't... I, I don't know any of that. Dude, and like, I wish I knew. I wish I knew, too. <laughs> I wish I knew, too. All I know is the only reason it's affecting us is because of how fucking dependent we are on their fucking shit. And that I do care about. When I see the fucking gas prices go up, I go, now that I can see. When I see, like, there's so much shit with the Ukraine. It's like, it's hard and it's it's stupid to me to take like this, like, 
it's it's disingenuous that people like within one week are all of a sudden these like humanitarians for the Ukrainian people. It's like, dude, you don't know anything that's happening. You don't know. Like you didn't even know half of you didn't even know Ukraine was a country last week, dude. You know, and now all of a sudden it's your number one thing. You know, it's like it's like it just seems like, you know, and then and then it's like I've I've almost come to this general rule of thumb that I think is pretty good, which is whatever first story you hear about something is the wrong one. Cause anytime I ever hear something like a new news story pops out and that's the first thing I hear, within one week I hear how most of that shit is wrong. And I think that's part of training from a young age. You first hear that the way presents get under your tree is from Santa Claus. And then you learn that that's not how presents get on your tree. You first hear that Christopher Columbus discovered America. And then you learn all the other shit. And that actually there was like these people here first. And it's like, okay. So like, it's almost like this weird like pattern where like we first hear, like there's so much shit about like the Ukraine thing, like that I wanted to be true. That wasn't true. Like mm. the fucking, you know what I wanted to be true? What? You hear about the ghost of Kiev? No. I'm going to keep saying Kiev. Because fuck saying Kiev. Because that's how we all said it up until last week. <laughs> um, the ghost of Kiev was this Ukrainian fighter pilot who was apparently flying around and like just dusting all these fucking Russian planes. Mm-hmm. And he like apparently had like six, seven taken out. And everybody yeah. was like sharing these news stories like the ghost of Kiev. It turns out that wasn't real. <laughs> And then there was this other story, like, and I was like pissed. I was like, dude, that's badass. So why can't that be real? Damn. You know? And then there was this other thing. I, I, you probably heard about this where like the fucking um, Russian warships were coming in. These guys were on like a base. And then the Russians are like, lay down your weapons, surrender. And then the <laughs> Ukrainians are like, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then the fucking Russians killed them. You hear about Jeez, that at all? No. Well, that was like a big thing. That was like a big thing. And then it turns out they did say, go fuck yourself to the Russians. Good move, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm only getting more it. I saw it near the mixer and I was like, let me avoid (laughs) Yeah, this is another warranty. Yeah, brutal. (laughs) How many times can you activate a warranty? Um, I wanted that to be true. And then it turns out that they did. They did say, go fuck yourself. And then they surrendered. Which, you know what? Good. Like, yeah, like, that's what you should do. Yeah, exactly. Like, why are, like, you're, there's 13 of you. There is an entire Russian naval battleship coming to your base. You don't surrender what happened. You die. That's, yeah. it's pretty simple. They could just let the boat keep rolling. Yeah. Cut your shit in half. <laughs> like, literally, just go right through you. Yeah. Like, we're not going to stop. You know, we are a fucking battleship. But it's like, it's like, you put yourself in that position. It's like, what would I do? I'll tell you what i do. I'd probably fucking surrender. And like, I would probably be like, all right, let's look at this logistically. When I was a kid and I was like more like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't get shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe anybody ever surrenders in war, dude. You got to like die for blah, blah. It's like, you got to think like chess. You got to think like, okay, there's 13 of us. There's like 4,000 of them on this ship with mm-hmm. bombs and missiles. If we say go fuck yourself and then fight them, we'll all be dead within the minute. Probably. Likely within the minute, next 10 minutes, mm-hmm. just for them to like load up the bomb and like get finished laughing on board. Like, 
Hey, they just said, go fuck yourself. And I was like, ah, one second, one yeah. second. They could also just line up like a hundred dudes on the ship and then just spray down, not even aim, just completely yeah. spray down the whole base. It's like, and what have you accomplished by dying in that situation? You've accomplished nothing. You've just literally, your life is gone. And then they are, the Russians are in the same position they were a minute ago. So it's like, there are times when surrender makes sense. And I think that was one of them. So when I heard that, First story that didn't include the fact that they did eventually surrender. I was like, those Ukrainians are some crazy motherfuckers, dude. And then I heard they did surrender. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God they surrendered. You know? Or at least, like, retreat. I would have retreated. I would have gotten a fucking dinghy boat and just fucking back to the mainland. Mm-hmm. Told everybody what I saw. I now, don't know. Is this kind of like their version of, like, a John Henry or, like, a Paul Bunyan? What? Like a modern day, the ghost of Kiev. I think maybe, yeah. I think that it is, it's war propaganda, which Mm. isn't always bad. Like, you need, like, shit to motivate people. Sometimes it's cool, like Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) You know, fucking the one with Mark Wahlberg where he's the last man standing. Is it called Last Man Standing? (laughs) I think so. Zero Dark Thirty sounds more familiar. Last Man Standing is at the same event. It's a different movie, I think. Paul Bunyan. I'm not Paul Bunyan. Paul Revere. Mm. That probably didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest. I mean, it might have it, that, happened. Because that's yeah, probably did happen because it's not that crazy. Like, yeah. they didn't have phones back then. But we everyone's saw the just trying to, like, relive that greatness. And they're like, we got to have our own Paul Revere. But, like, really, how great was that? Because in reality, he just saw him, and then he was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then he, like, sprinted away and just yelled through the town. The British are coming. The British are coming. Somebody get him. And then it's like, he's like a legend. It's like, okay, yeah. dude, like I could, I could do that. If I saw British coming, I could be a bitch. <laughs> I could do that. Give me a fucking raccoon hat. I'll fucking ride through the city in my a Nissan Altima. <laughs> <laughs> ride through fucking Thames Street with a Nissan Altima. The fucking Russians are coming. And then sprint up 83. I would do that. That's not that. And then people would make a story about that. Mm-hmm. The great Jim Revere. <laughs> How many people did he kill, Dad? None. None. He just yelled really loud as he Across was escaping. The PA state lines. <laughs> Hit out for the summer. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, look, again, I, I always run the risk of sounding disrespectful. I'm just trying to be uh, what was formerly known as honest. I wish the best for all people involved. You know that the average Russian soldier is just as pissed off he has to be there as the average Ukrainian soldier. It's very difficult to convince yourself that your life is worth losing. Um, And the Russians are notorious for fucking not giving a shit about their people. Like, I mean, like, we've talked about that last year that, like, or not last year, but last week or on somebody else's podcast. But, like, they lost the most people in World War II. Like by far, yeah. maybe even more than any other country combined, or something crazy like that. I don't want to say. They just had the fucking numbers. They just, they just kept, kept sending people in. They were sending people in with like no weapons, yeah. just like fucking just marching through the snow, yeah, just get like, shit along the way. A bunch of people died. Pick up their loot. Fucking just keep marching. Yeah, literally. And like the Nazi soldiers were like literally just going insane, just mowing down hundreds of them at a time, and like running out of ammo, and just like having like. They couldn't do it anymore because it felt like it was murder. So, like, the Nazi soldiers were, like, being incapacitated by, like, feeling weird about how many people they were killing. They were like, should we keep... It was like they were in a a weird, like, simulation of, like, Grand Theft Auto where you're just running around killing people in the city. Like, is this what... Is this right? Shouldn't they... Shouldn't something be happening here? So, like, the Russians, they do that. That's their their thing, I guess. 
You know, and it's like, so they're not giving up. No, they're Wait, Is Putin going to give up? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. No. He's going to take Ukraine, dude. He's going to fucking take Ukraine. I'm sorry, but like right now, either, either the only way I can see it from my incredibly uneducated position on this is Vladimir Putin just started a war with basically the rest of the world. That's balls, dude. That's fucking balls. I'm not doing that. If I even heard France had a problem with something I was doing, and France is like, come on. But even if they yeah. were like, I don't think you should do that, I'd be like, all right, maybe I shouldn't. I don't want to fuck with the French people. He knows that once he did what he did, the entire world is like, dude. But he knows that at the end of the day, we're going to do our little fucking thing here. Sanctions, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, we're going to put up a face to make it act like we're not complete pussies. But at the end of the day, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to make any war moves, I hope. Because then we're in a war with Russia. Yeah. You kind of, it's kind of like you're just like mediating a fight. Like your friend is at the bar, he's talking shit, he gets in a fight with another guy, and then they're fighting, and it's like, well, I'm not going to punch that, now I'm going to be in a fight too. It's mm-hmm. like, not your friend. Ukraine is like, like your friend's friend. Like they're not in NATO with us. And they weren't, like, they're not even there with you tonight. You just happened to see them at the bar about to get in a yeah, fight. Yeah, you didn't even, you didn't even like tech, like you were, you, we were hanging out together, like you, me, Alex, mm-hmm. and then we run into fucking our Ukrainian friend. Yeah. Let's call him Max. <laughs> <laughs> we run into our Ukrainian friend, and he's about to get in a fist fight. And we're like, oh, I fucking, I remember Max. I remember Max. Was, you know, we went to a couple parties and listened to dubstep and shit, but like, <laughs> that guy's pretty fucking, he's like about to get beaten up by a group of guys. Like, I might, be like hey dude let's settle down but if worse comes to worse am i getting a fucking fist fight with this big group of guys probably not probably not if it yeah. was you yeah if it was alex yeah if it's ukraine i haven't seen you in a while man <laughs> I don't know. we it's haven't like, talked in a while i don't know who started i what? gotta see where you're at first because also they might have a reason to. yeah fight, like you know? what's you know i'm not just gonna put myself so it's like that's kind of what's going on here and like putin knows that and like ukraine all, more power to him for like putting up the fight but we all it's no i mean like i think you know obviously putin's the the bad guy here i i, I wonder if he's like like what it what goes through your mind as that person in this situation where you're just like i'm fine with just having everyone turn against me be in the history books as the bad guy unless i clutch it out and take over the world I and this like, is, is he dying? Like, is this his like fucking like fuck you? See, this is I guess that's kind of my whole point is that because I I don't in order for me to definitively say like I don't subscribe to that whole thing like what they said about like Hitler or they said about like Stalin or any of these guys Castro like you know you do something that's fucked up in history and then the rest of the, the eternity. The history books look back on you and just say you were a fucking crazy wacko. It's like, and that so like. Wait, why are you saying that about Hitler? <laughs> because I'm saying that like when you look at Hitler and you look at the Nazis, it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, like just naive to simply say that Hitler and every single person that went along with what he did was just a wacko. Like all fucking million people that fucking were Nazis were just insane people. Like no. No, like that's a thing that the, the, the thing that you're supposed to take away from that time period is that that is something that humanity is capable of. And like 
what were Hitler's motivations for doing it? What were the people's motivations for believing it and following it? Mm-hmm. People like were to just to just look at anything that you don't understand in history and go fucking nuts. It's like okay, well that's how you doom yourself to repeating it because you have failed to acknowledge the causes of how a regular person could get to the point of a being in a concentration camp like like if they couldn't have just done that in one day they couldn't have just like gone from like just living like regular people and the next day just breaking in people's houses and dragging them to concentration you couldn't do that it had to be a gradual thing it would be like okay well now you guys can't do this and now you guys have to wear this thing and now you guys have to live over here and now we're taking it. it's like a gradual thing it's a it's a it's a like progressively it's progressive normalization where then it's kind of like we were talking about before with the joe rogan thing we're like you do this and then all of a sudden if you're trying to get to here from here you don't just go here you go boom okay well we took one step we can take one more step okay well this is only one more step than the last step and then all of a sudden you're here because you're doing it gradually so like you look at guys throughout history like hitler and things like that and and like the nazis who followed them like the people that were in concentration camps you try to understand how did that happen? How was that able to happen? And then you have a deeper understanding of how to prevent it. And that's why you you should learn about history and you should learn it in the context of like, no, these are real people with real motivations. I don't understand Putin's motivations. It's not enough for me to just sit here and be like, he's a dick. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's, uh, I'm sorry, but like, I don't think that it's that simple. I don't and think like, he probably is a dick. I'm but, sure he's a dick. But it's still like, why the fuck is he doing this? Exactly. So I don't know if why. If you're a dick, you'd do something else. If you're a dick, you would have been like, uh, you know what? We're just, we're just not going to sell you guys gas for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a dick move. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that, that is a dick. Like, if he did that, we'd be like, fucking dick. Yeah. He starts a world war. We're like, all right, this guy, maybe this guy's more than just a dick. Maybe there's something going on here. Maybe there's something. Maybe there's something that the average person doesn't understand. I'm willing to say that, that I don't have my hands on all the facts about this situation, mm-hmm. and therefore it would seem incredibly disingenuous or stupid of me to take a hardline stance if I don't even know what the fuck I'm standing for. That doesn't mean that I don't feel for the people of Ukraine. It doesn't mean that I don't think Putin's a dick. It just means that I'm not going to sit here and act like I fucking understand the situation to its fullest and I'm going to fucking put my whole thing on this or that, you know? Mm-hmm. it's just It just seems like a lie to me. It seems fake, you know? Regardless, I just, I would rather not see us get fucked with, you know? We got enough stuff going on right now, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm not trying to see that happen. Yeah. Um, that'd be, that'd be no good. Last topic on my end I thought was worth noting mm-hmm. and thought it was interesting was, uh, just circling back to the I mentioned Joe Rogan earlier before. Um, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Three weeks ago, this was the topic. Now, mind you, this is pre-Ukraine America. You know, um, this is before anybody. This is before half the country knew Ukraine was a country. Mm-hmm. February twenty second, two thousand twenty two. This is when everybody was still saying Kiev. Put yourself in that headspace. At that time. Joe Rogan was, just to recap, being pushed off of or trying to be like an effort to push him off of social, like uh, Spotify and shit like that for his episodes. Initially, the move was about COVID misinformation. Um, 
And then it became this whole other thing. When that didn't work, it went to the fucking N-word compilation, all that shit. Um, this past week, I'm sure you've noticed, uh, Baltimore City ended, Baltimore County ended our mask mandate uh, at the end of January. Mm-hmm. So we've been out for like a month and a month and some change. Baltimore City ended their mask mandate March 1st. New York City ended their mask mandate this week and their vaccine mandate. Hmm. They're not any longer requiring proof of vaccination to go to restaurants or anything. Because that was a big thing. You had to like prove, you had to have like a vax card just to like go see a fucking comedy show or something like that. Mm -hmm. I believe LA is doing the same thing. I think basically all major cities have been doing the same thing just this past week. Now, what I think is so intriguing about that um, is that just three weeks ago, we were made to believe that the greatest danger to public health and safety was Joe Rogan. Was Joe Rogan? <laughs> oh, really? I was just kidding. <laughs> I mean, like, if you look about the, like, I mean, like, basically their whole like premise for getting him oh, removed about him like spreading misinformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was in. It, it sounds stupid to say, but like at that time. That was the biggest topic on the internet, and all these people were complaining, and Spotify is making all these concessions. Okay, we'll do this, we'll do that, because it's so incredibly harmful to public health and safety that Joe Rogan has a podcast, and on that podcast, he has doctors, and those doctors say anything that is not completely 100% in alignment with what they want you to think about everything. So that was incredibly harmful. And again, just so nobody's getting me wrong here, those doctors did not go onto the podcast and say, don't get vaccinated. Both of those doctors were vaccinated. Both of those doc- One of those doctors actually invented or was partially responsible for the invention of the mRNA vaccine. He has the patents for it. The other one is a cardiologist, blah, 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 whatever. They said a lot of things. I'm sure some of them weren't necessarily 100% true. I'm sure a lot of the things they said were true, as with anyone who ever speaks ever. You know, so especially for like three plus hours, three plus (laughs) hours. So, yeah, you may be able to find things in either podcast that aren't necessarily 100 percent verifiably true. Regardless, the point of this is, is that they were basically saying things along the line of, yeah, you know, based off of what we understand about the vaccine, it's not something that we should necessarily be mandating. You know, we're showing that masks haven't shown this level of blah, 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 blah. And then. That is seen as incredibly harmful. We need to remove that from the internet. We cannot have people thinking that. We cannot have people hearing that. And then two weeks later, every fucking major city in the country is getting rid of their fucking vax and mask mandates. So three weeks ago, worst thing ever. Now, eh, whatever. Yeah. Well, they got to pack out the bars so everyone can watch news there and talk <laughs> yeah. about Ukraine. That's yeah. Well, yeah. You need a place to discuss Ukraine, mm-hmm. and you can't talk about Ukraine in a mask. Mm-hmm. You know. I guess the point I'm getting at is, is that I think what we watched happen in real time was there was a concerted effort to get rid of Joe Rogan's uh, uh, influence because <laughs> he was saying things. That people it all comes back to numero uno, Joe Rogan. <laughs> it always does. It always does. Um, there was an effort to do that. And then it backfired. Because what happened was they realized that Joe Rogan m- came out. Came out as, as gay. Trans? <laughs> gay. <laughs> gay, trans. He came out as fucking a guy that people actually liked. 
And people actually respected the fact that he was saying what he was saying. And a lot of people actually agree with him. And a lot of people didn't think he was a piece of shit. And a lot of people didn't think he was a liar. And a lot of people didn't think that he was all these things that they tried to make you believe he was. And so then that kind of like dipping the toe in the water by whoever was doing it. Not going to say who. <laughs> um, I think that there was a harsh realization, a sudden realization that the majority of the public is not on board with this shit that you're doing. Really. And then, miraculously... This is all still about Joe Rogan, right? This is about Joe Rogan, and this is about... Joe Rogan is just a metaphor for masks. Uh, I'm talking about just the the way that we've been handling COVID as a whole, not specifically masks, anything. I think that what was discovered and what is becoming more and more evident is that the majority, not all people, but the average person is in a position right now where they're ready to do shit like you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're ready to work oh, in I their I still had a mask on for the most part. Yeah, but like, it's like, at that point, it's like, you can do that, but mm-hmm. was everybody wearing a mask in the place? Oh, no. Was it no. mandated? No. No. I don't know if what I they were doing. They didn't even require a Vax card or whatever. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, like, the majority yeah. of people are like you. It's like, it's like, great. Like, if you want to wear a mask, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And if you are vaccinated, that's awesome. If you're not, you can still watch Tyler, the Creator. It's like, that's where the majority of people are. And and when that was, that was basically, I'm not saying it was all, I'm, of course I'm not saying it all had to do with Joe Rogan. Obviously, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying <laughs> is that that was like a massive kind of like litmus test on where everybody's heads were at, where it was like kind of put in our face like, this guy's bad. Look at what he's saying. We were like, I don't know. He kind of, I don't know. Like, whatever. And they were like, Wait, you mean you don't? Uh, well, look at this video. Look at look at what he said on this video about. Uh, he he says like the N word like seventy eight times, and we were like, all right, yeah, that's not great. Yeah, it sucks. Blah blah blah. But then, and then miraculously, and I mean miraculously, within the course of one week, uh, the vax mandates go away, the mask mandates go away. Did the sci- did the what happened to the science in those what what happened there was that well, all I'm saying is is that to me and I know you may or may not agree with me on that I know COVID is something we've disagreed with on the past but to me when I look at that kind of timing and I see how that happens mm-hmm. it becomes glaringly obvious or apparent to me that a lot of the way we've been handling how we've been doing this whole situation has had less to do with the science and more to do with the politics. Because I don't believe that it was the science that changed that made us suddenly out of nowhere within the snap of a finger. Baltimore City has been in a mask mandate for eight months and then suddenly we go out of it at the same time as New York, at the same time as LA, at the same time as Chicago, then at the same time they're taking away vaccine mandates suddenly at the same day. Boom, we're out of here. All of a sudden, all at once. I don't think that that was a magical switch in science. I think that was a magical switch in them realizing that they no longer have the hearts of the public. And when you're looking at it from a political uh, vantage point, you're worried about, dude, like people aren't down with this to that level anymore. And we're shooting ourselves in the fucking foot by continuing to push it, you know? So then it pisses you off because you're like, well, how long has that been going on? How long has it had not less to do with science? Not saying nothing. To, how long has it had less to do with science and more to do about the politics? Because I'm down for getting told what to do if it has to do with science. I'm not down for getting told what to do because it makes you look better politically. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a case of what it's been doing this entire time ever since COVID kind of came around is this is kind of like we've beat back the current variation and also it's kind of warming up and we're going into, you know, the warm months. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I do feel you like think in they're the fall, there's probably going to be another uh, they might outbreak slash mask up situation. They might do the mask thing again. But you think they're going to reinstate the ma- the vaccine mandate? There's no way. Once you um, once you take I mean, it away, okay, yeah, sure. The mask thing, great. Okay, yeah, we've been in and out of in and out of mask mandates before. This is not new. But the vaccine mandate has kind of been this thing that was kind of taking this thing where it's supposed to be like this permanent thing, where it was like, you know, this this assumption that like it was inevitable. Like if you want to fly, if you want to go to school, if you want to work. Blah, 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 blah. And then, like, within a matter of weeks, it's just, nope, it's not going to be a thing. And, like, once you say it's not a thing, I find it hard to believe that it's going to get to the point, let's say another surge happens where they go, now it's a thing again. Now you have to, so. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just too much of, like, a logistical issue to fucking actually make that a thing. Yeah, you can't. Because at the end of the day, like, my Vax card is literally just a fucking piece of paper that has signatures of people that gave me a shot they're not doctors they're volunteers like yeah like am i just gonna how do they know who jn is you know what i mean like (laughs) anyone oh i know make this shit like yeah yeah i don't know i mean there's probably other shit in the background like i'm sure they have to fill out forms to be like all right this guy signed in today he got the shot yeah if you're really gonna dig into it but, but like, then there's like HIPAA laws and shit. So like, you know, I don't think there's an easy way for them to just like click a button and get all the information of like, all right, these are the people that are vaxxed. This is how they can travel. This at the third. Yeah, especially not for thirty thousand people at a fucking to, like, concert, dude. Yeah, like last night when we were leaving, uh, we got to my car. We parked like you know, two two three blocks away, around the corner, like a street or two over. I was like, this is probably far enough. We're going to beat, like, you know, most of the rush to get out of here. Which was true. But we were still, like, you know, stuck in line for 30 minutes because people, even though, like, there's a sign that says, take your ticket with you, pay before you come back to your car, no one does that. Yeah. Let's say, like, five out of the 60 people leaving the garage did that. And then there's two guys running the machine because people are too dumb to realize, like, oh, I should have either paid for the ticket already or I put the ticket in here and I also put my credit card in here and yeah. it pays for it. <laughs> I don't just, how do I pay with cash? There's no cash thing. You can't yeah. pay with cash. So, uh, yeah. Oh, Imagine that, but every day for everything because there's people trying to find their vax card or whatever you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. or verify it or like you have to bring your actual physical card you can't come in or what you know everything yeah everything would have that stipulation like or not stipulation but like everything would have that same aspect of leaving a concert parking garage yeah and i feel like that's too much of like a bureaucratic nightmare yeah, it's impossible. It's yeah. literally impossible. So, but yeah, that's all I needed to say about that, really, was just uh, just noticing, just noticing. Um, 
Let's see. Do I have anything else? I don't think so. Do you have anything else? Um, did one of my first shows back oh, so, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday at the Motorhouse. It was a good time. What show was it? It was uh, it was like it was just like an art of comedy, and uh, Ivan's been doing this thing where it's like a half comedy show, half podcast. And oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. We're potentially gonna get involved, but I think you got a private gig, which yeah. you know you're making more money. Yeah, can't hate. Can't hate. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was me, Liz, Dark Mark, uh, Justo did a guest set, and then Ivan did like a like middle kind of like headline, and then went into the podcast with the guy. What was no the guy? No picks after dark podcast. What is it called? No picks after dark. Apparently, they're voted like best. Baltimore podcast or something like that's weird because I thought we were voted best Baltimore podcast, but okay, we're the unofficial best yeah. Baltimore podcast. Mm. Okay, we, okay, we, yeah, we yeah. don't really, we don't, you know, we don't seek out the accolades. Yeah, we mostly because we can't. We just have you know the results to speak mm-hmm. for themselves. Yeah, yeah, proven out. But Check yeah, no picks after dark. The tens of likes on our <laughs> posts. Compared to the tens of thousands of followers that we have. <laughs> but now you can't because we hide our likes. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. No, we get we get like hundreds. We get like we do get hundreds. We do get hundreds. Those yeah. are the ones that I unhide the likes. Exactly. There are certain ones we don't. And um, for all you know, it could be ninety nine. You don't know. But yeah, no, that was fun getting back into the that, you know, mindset, that mode. Yeah. Making people laugh is always fun. Um, did you have new new material? I'm sure you got to have new I shit. I did. Here's the thing. I did maybe like one or two new jokes, but also like just because I haven't done any of my jokes in such a long time, even doing like the ones that I know would work felt weird because I just haven't done them in a while. Yeah. So it was like kind of new doing them. Mm-hmm. So I like did them even in like a new way nice to say or like so to say just because like i don't know i feel like the way i do comedy i don't really i don't have everything written out word for word i just have like the beats i want to hit and like like okay i want to you know this is the setup i want to like have a a point here where there's a laugh just because like otherwise it'd be too long to get to this point which is a laugh and then punchline or whatever like tag whatever you know what i mean yeah um and then i have like those bullet points of like what what i want to hit and when you're like doing comedy non-stop and you just like are in that mode and you're like doing the same things over and over you kind of like fine-tune a way to like travel beat to beat Mm -hmm. but like since i haven't been doing that it was kind of cool to be able to like go back into it Still go beat to beat, but be like, oh, I did it this way this time. Oh, I did yeah. it this way this time. Oh, I did it this way this time. So then it kind of like, you know, it felt nice and new to me, which nice. uh, which I feel like comes across in the actual like delivery and shit. Because yeah. like whenever you like you see someone like you can tell when someone is just like going through the motions or it seems like they're like reading it out, you know, mm-hmm. from their like their memory. Um. So, yeah, that was fun. It's like fucking an ex. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. It's like, uh, 
or uh, you might know a little bit, but like yeah, I know, but it's like you know, like it's familiar, but it's new. It's new because yeah. like, I remember this kinda, but like yeah, it's like a tolerance break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You took yeah. a tea break from comedy exactly. in a way. In a way. So are you are you thinking about just are you like getting back into it now, shows wise? Um, about picking up the old sketch again. I think so. Like I'm, I uh, our, uh, Ian hit me up to do uh, the everything will be okay next month, and uh, so I think I'm gonna do that in April. But I'm not like, I don't know. I think the pandemic was a good thing in that like. I wasn't just doing like shitty open mics every night just to like think that I was doing something. Yeah. Cause then I feel like that, I mean, that definitely like wears you down too because it's like, yeah. Yeah. You're getting in the quantity of reps, but also like a lot of them are not in a place where comedy is conducive and then that can taint. Like, yeah. Even just like if you have a bit idea, even if you like, you're in like, you know, a, you're at a great open mic and, you know, the audience is like, you're like, you're going up in the pocket and like, you know, anything you could say would be funny. So like, even if the bit's terrible, people are still laughing at it. So like, it gives you the confidence to keep working on it or mm-hmm. like whatever. But like, you know, you just get that kind of stripped away at a uh, certain open mics, certain open mics. And uh, yeah, there's no validation. Yeah, well, like, or like, yeah, there's that, no that makes it like you know sound weird, I guess. But also, I mean, that is true. It's like validation might be too much of a word for it, but like, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, it's it, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like uh, uh, we'll play. I'll play like on a Wednesday at the horse, and for the longest time during the winter, there was like nobody there, and it's just weird that for like those two months, like January and February, we'd be going in, Jason Heiser and I. We'll be going in and playing to like four people mm-hmm. for like four hours. And it's like, I remember talking to him about that. I was like, yeah, it's weird because it's actually hard to play because there's no energy to feed off of. Like when there's yeah. people there, it's like they give you a vibe and then you you catch the vibe and you're like, all right, this is the kind of music I should be playing. This is the kind yeah. of shit I should be doing. And this especially how- with comedy, like you can feed off that or like use something someone says to like segue into something else yeah. or like bounce off of it and like improv like whatever crowd work or whatever and like yeah it's just like yeah i mean and that's the same thing that like i didn't really like about zoom shows is like there's no energy you don't even hear the other people everyone's muted like yeah. it's just fucking the entire reason you want to do it is just taken away yeah i i i've never experienced a zoom comedy show i never watched one um but I've talked to a lot of obviously comedians that have, and the way they describe it is exactly how I'd imagine it would be. It's mm-hmm. like it's like I can't even I don't I don't know even how it was a thing or how it is still a thing. But like I get it that it is a thing because people you know there's a thing. Mm-hmm. But like I, it's not I don't even know what that is what that is, you know. But uh, I did just remember one thing that is. Uh, pressing for our podcast Hmm. not pressing it's pressing in a good way a full court press if you might say Hmm. um it's march some of you may be familiar with the march madness tournament that's happening Hmm. um currently right now um there's something that goes along with that there's something that happens 
Um, Some sort of rows or tables. Yeah. Brackets. 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 Yes. Yes. We, the Live from the Studio podcast, will be launching our second annual Baltimore Bar Classic. Sign Baltimore Bar Classic. It just sounds. It sounds it's like a, an establishment. It sounds like something. It was classic the first year. I call it the Baltimore Bar Classic first annual. Whatever. Baltimore Bar Classic. I like it. We're, Second annual Baltimore Bar Classic. Yes, we're coming at you this month, next week. I haven't decided on the exact release day yet, so I'm trying to make the schedule work out perfectly. But it will be coming at you within the next, let's say, less than less than twelve days. Ooh. For now, let's just say that. Um, 64 Baltimore area bars. If you missed this last year, we're doing it bigger and better this year for real, and I mean that. Um, 64 Baltimore area bars on our Instagram poll. We're doing a 64 person bracket. I seated them myself based off of last year's results as well. I incorporated last year's results to make an accurate seating system. I made it so that no two bars from the same area are going against each other in the first two rounds. I really did it up this year to make it really fun. I also discovered a way, and I'm announcing this here for the first time, that you can win $100 of my money. Who wants my fucking money? You want my fucking money? I'll tell you what you got to do. What you got to do? Find me cheap gas. (laughs) You can buy my tank of gas, $100. (laughs) <laughs> um, I have figured out a way to make this bracket interactive and not just in the interactive way of going onto our Instagram story every night to vote in polls on which bar you pr- prefer until we whittle it down to the number one Baltimore area bar last year's winner was Barley's Backyard Uptown, a Towson staple hold, the old green turtle. This year, who knows? Uh, I figured out a way to basically, I have the bracket online and you can submit your predictions so you can fill out your own bracket. Mm. Who you think's going to win. Pick every round who you think's <laughs> going to win. And then the thing will score it, you know, one point per guess in the first round, two points in the second, four points in the third, eight point doubling up every round. Um, and whoever gets first place, if it's not me, Gets $100. But I don't think you're going to fucking beat me because I don't think you fucking know <laughs> how much time I've put in. So if you would like the opportunity, it's fun, dude. Just fucking go on. We'll be announcing it this week. It's not up yet, um, but we'll be launching that so that a week before the, the actual tournament begins, you have a week to submit your predictions. And like I said, if you beat me in first place, $100. I'll mail you 100 singles. Cash. 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 <laughs> Coin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's to kicking off next week. Really, really looking forward to that. Um, it was a ton of fun last year. I don't think I'm doing the Ocean City this one this year, mm. just because... Take I, a break. Let's let's treat it like the World Cup. Yeah, I think the Ocean City one... Every I was even maybe years. thinking about doing that for the Baltimore one, like maybe do that every two years after this year, because I think this year is like... I learned a lot from the Ocean City one about how to like do it right, message the places beforehand, mm-hmm. teach to tell them how to like do it. Um, I didn't do that for... The, the first annual Baltimore Bar Bracket was literally... I wrote on a piece of printer paper, four pieces of printer paper, 
four 16-man brackets, and then I took a picture of them with my shitty Droid Galaxy S6 of handwritten things and then put a poll up where people were probably like, what the fuck is this? This looks like a meth head did this. <laughs> then gradually throughout the process, I started making it look more nice and did some Photoshop. By the time I got to the Ocean City one, it was an official tournament. And yeah. that that's why that Ocean City one did so well. Not that the Baltimore one didn't do well, but it took a couple rounds for it to pick up. This year, we're fucking hitting the ground running, baby. We're fucking knocking out of the park. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to not giving any of you motherfuckers my $100 because you're not going to fucking beat me. But let's see. Who fucking knows? <laughs> Who fucking knows? We'll find out next week. Uh, plugs? Any plugs? Uh, yeah, like I was saying, I think April 20th. <laughs> um, I'm going to be at the Crown for Everything Will Be Okay. And other than that, I'm just chilling, working, vibing. Chilling, working, vibing. Yeah. CWV. I was hoping that letter combination would be cooler. It's not. <laughs> um, Guys, this weekend... Well, first of all, as you know, every Tuesday night at Perennial in Towson, 5 to 8.30. That's every Tuesday at Perennial, 5 to 8.30. Every Wednesday night in Fells Point at the horse you came in on, I am there from 8.30 to 12.30 with legendary drummer Jason Heiser. Uh, that's every Wednesday night. Uh, this Friday as well, March 11th, I'll be back at the Horse in Fells Point for our sophomore second Fridays. Uh, we play there every second Friday of the month at the Horse at with the band from 10 to close, 10 to 1.30 a.m. Uh, unfortunately, this week, the heart and soul of sophomore John Burkhart uh, will not be able to join us. Uh, so we will have a, a fill-in drummer, Brandon Sturm, who is... The fucking man. He's great. He plays with all kinds of people at the horse and all over. He's awesome. I played with him before. It was a great night. So he'll be there with me and Joe uh, this Friday, March 11th, 10 to close. And then this Saturday, March 12th, our triumphant return to the Point in Towson after two months hiatus. Ooh. We are there from 8 to midnight. Wait, when is this? This Saturday. This Saturday, this Saturday night. Ooh. March 12th. Sophomore John Burkhart's going to be there. Joe Niehaus is going to be there. I'm going to be there. You there might be a special guest appearance by Eric Glazer from Ooh. Live from the Studio. Eric Glazer from Live from the Studio might make an appearance. In the crowd. In the crowd. <laughs> and on the tambourine, <laughs> perhaps. Potentially. Potentially. That is this Saturday, March 12th, 8 to midnight. Uh, other than that, yeah, follow us at LFTS Podcast on everything. If you don't follow us on Instagram yet, Make sure you do because you are not going to want to miss this bracket. If you enjoy Baltimore and you enjoy bars and you enjoy voting on stuff and you enjoy hundreds of dollars, it would be stupid not to follow us. <laughs> Let me just leave it at that. Uh, also, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, all the stuff. Anywhere you can find us, you will. Till next week, folks. Peace. Peace.